Houston, Houston Annapolis Center, do you have any test operation in restricted area 2508? Area 31, Roger. Traffic is quite luminous and is exhibiting some non-ballistic motion, over. Roger, Aries 31. Continue to send at your discretion, over. Okay, Center. The traffic is approaching head-on, to right, and really moving. They're right by us, right now. There are a thousand UFO sightings reported around the world every month. 90% of these sightings can be explained, but 10% cannot. Officially and unofficially, the U.S. military has been investigating UFOs since 1947. Their top secret goal is to find out what's behind these unexplained sightings. The Pentagon classifies them as unusual airborne anomalies, but a better term is X-Files. Join us now as Mac, Wanwan, and Commander Cobra explore these unsolved cases, UFO incidents that baffle even the U.S. military. This is Mac Maloney's Military X-Files. And now, here's Mac Maloney. Well, good evening, everyone. Welcome to Mac Maloney's Military X-Files show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What a show we have for you tonight. But listen, let me introduce the members of the posse, please. Girls, get ready. Strap yourselves in. How about that? Sit down, get your fan, get your mister, get your big box of Kleenex, your big box of wipes, and that extra large squeegee because the very famous one on is here. You betcha. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Are you strapped in? That's good. <laughs> okay. And cuffs or leather? <laughs> Take your pick. You, cuffs and leather. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking of a seatbelt there, my friend, but that's okay. Oh, you were? Okay. <laughs> wow. Okay. Maybe you were. <laughs> I'm happy to be on the show, by the way. I'm yes. looking forward to it. Yes, yes. Okay. Had a good day out and about. And, uh, oh, good. Looking, <clears throat> looking to provide some meaningful content to the show tonight. Oh, good. All right. Yeah. That show's initiative. Okay. Yeah. Um, speaking of initiative, uh, he's up there in his compound in Maine, um, and he's um, displaying a, a Wiley Coyote uh, image behind him. Not sure what that means because Wiley always usually loses, right? Uh, that's not uh, completely true. It's always a pleasure to be on the wing, Mac. Wiley mm -hmm. Coyote, Chicken wing. have brain, will travel, uh, mm -hmm. is on his business card. He's <laughs> on the business card, Wiley Coyote, right. genius. And no, he only uh, uses Acme products. That's right. I was going to say no, maybe. it's Acme, not Acme. Yeah, it's Acme. M, not an okay. N, uh, I said one, Acme. Yeah. I said Acme. Okay. Hey, all right. It sounds like you're talking about pimples, one oh, one. Come it's on. Acme. Where's my sound hey, All right. Jeez. It's mocking my accent. Okay. <laughs> All right, anyway. My enunciation, whatever. And, and if I may add uh, on your precious time here, Mac, that uh, on the uh, rudders of my airplane, it has two rudders, is Wiley Coyote strangling the Roadrunner. Oh, really? Kind of a revenge yeah. thing. Kind yes, of a revenge and, it, and, and there's a really great story behind it for a different time. Uh-huh. Okay. Another show? Is that what you're saying? No, it can be in this show, but it, you know, just a different time. Okay. I always pulled for the uh, Coyote. You know, every, every episode it was like, come on, Coyote, you can do this. <laughs> And yet, what happened? Get that Roadrunner. Okay. Could have got a name brand. Our sound effects machine is working, so we can go on. Remember the Roadrunner car? That was awesome. Oh, yeah, those were awesome. Those were insane. Um, speaking of insanity, I'm, I'm sorry for that <laughs> switchy, but up there in uh, Battle Creek, Michigan, the Battle Creek of the Republic, is our national correspondent, Switchblade Steve Ward. Switchy. I am happy to be here as the national correspondent. Mm -hmm. Okay. And um, how are you today? I am beyond wonderful. Mm -hmm. That's his brand, man. Um, beyond okay. wonderful, BW. We're going to get back to you. <laughs> okay, not BBW, BW. Um, okay, did you get any Frosted Flakes this week? I heard Kellogg's Yeah, what's happened? On Kellogg's something. on strike. Something's happening there. Is that yeah. true? 
He doesn't know. Did you hear that, Switchy? I heard it. I got got a little bit of stock at the house, but you know. (laughs) You better stock up. Yeah, it sounds bad. Okay. Uh, Now let me introduce the two beauties among the beasts. Okay. First of all, in the studio with us is the very lovely Lois Lane. Lois. Hi, everyone. It's good to be here. She is. um, Hi, Lois. Yeah, wow, that didn't, sound to too, that didn't sound too creepy. Can today. I stay after class? No, no, not, not creepy at all. The creepy factor, no, not, not from one one. I've been bad. Registered. I've been, been, been bad and I got a detention. Oh my God. <laughs> and I'm trying not to say what I was about to say. That's what was going on. Hoping they don't gang up on us up there in upstate New York. Our favorite good witch, Raven, is here. Raven, how are you? Raven. Hello, my friends. I'm so good. Thanks for having me. Good, good to see you, Raven. Now, good to see you. That was that was no less creepy either. Listen, let me just um, paint the picture here. What? <clears throat> What's creepy about that? <laughs> Nothing. Uh, let me paint the picture. First of all, it looks like a one bun night for everyone keeping school, but also mm-hmm. she has back on the killer librarian glasses. Right? Is that is that the pair? That everyone was talking it, about it two weeks ago. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Right, we get, I like those stole them right off of a maniac librarian. Yes, very good. And Halloween's coming up, so, you know. Um, anyway, um, let's take a lot of screenshots of that tonight because we're getting we're getting requests for various kinds of photographs, and we'll go into that. Photographs? Off air. So, okay, so we're all here. And, uh, How come we don't have a YouTube channel yet? That's what we need, a YouTube channel. Uh, the YouTube channel, the problem with the YouTube channel is um, that I've been told that we should be on delay and no one can kind of figure out how to delay YouTube. Mm. Huh. Really? Well, only because we... That would be a live production. So you need to do like you know, one of the periscopes or something like that where you could uh, record the program and then upload it to YouTube after you have a finished Okay. Product. All right. So it wouldn't be live. Yeah. That's, yeah. You, don't, you don't want a live broadcast. I didn't want to go yeah, YouTube live. Like you no. need to edit it and stuff. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not that we actually, for the folks who are listening, we hardly ever edit the shows. It's pretty much one shot, one take, and we just roll it to the right. next thing. So you don't want to lose. You don't want to lose that. That's the thing. Sometimes you know, the but, police are knocking at the door. No, is that the police? I thought it was uh, Bob the Ghost. Hey, listen. So anyway, tonight, because I heard when you guys talk about the Librarian Channel, what's that all about? <laughs> the Librarian Channel. <laughs> so you can see the Roadrunner. Oh, there you go. Okay. I love it. There you go. Great. He does That's win every once in a while, right? <laughs> is it is on each rudder, fantastic. Yes. there's a great story behind it for you know for a different time later wow can't revenge revenge are um, you uh, are you licensed to use that graphic that likeness yeah wanna browser yes, comes down. yes he's yes, got permission you yes. got permission from okay. mel blank thanks for checking the ip uh one one let me <laughs> yeah. tell you something let me tell and you i'm sure all the windows products that you've installed in your customers oh, oh stop everything stop, had a stop. license it's properly uh, licensed, it's properly licensed. licensed. So one you haven't like glad handed anything along thanks one one thanks for the safety tip i need one i really appreciate that I, let me get a, let me get a quick message off Bill Gates. One one, your loyal servant is doing a great job. That's right. Hey, listen, I need him to sanitize my computer, so go easy on him. Look. Um, <laughs> so tonight uh, we have a guest on tonight. Um, I wear gloves too when I'm doing it. Sylvia, thank you. We all appreciate that. Sylvia McKelvey uh, has written a book called "Storm on the Horizon: The New Age, UFOs, and the Cosmic Christ." Okay, I mean, the title says it all. It should be very interesting. Um, I agree. And also, uh, who knows what else we have going on. But let's go. Two things we're going to do first. Let's go to Switchy first. Everyone wants to know. Then we're going to do a top tip. Switchy, he's already drinking. Looks like he's drinking coffee right now. But anyway, we did get an email, a fan letter. I'm not sure if you 
if it made it to your desk or not, but someone wrote and said, tell Switchy that this morning I had two Hostess Zingers and yes, hot dog coffee for breakfast. Okay, so I'm trying to figure, what are Zingers? Are they like yodels or something? No, they're um, a Hostess, um, I don't know, they're like <laughs> Zingers. zingers. Yeah, they're a, square, they're a square, kind <laughs> of like a twinkie, yeah, kind of like a twinkie-shaped They're about device. this long and yeah. wide. And, uh, yeah, and it's just like a... I'm still talking about confections, right? Well, I hope so. <laughs> both, Absolutely. Both you girls, close your eyes. Um, so anyway. <laughs> Sounds like the channel I Doesn't matter. We're not zingers. on YouTube yet. Oh, we're having some research right here. Zingers. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, they look like um, Twinkies. Like a Twinkie if with a, frosting on the top. Yeah, if a Twinkie. Oh, chocolate. If a Twinkie. Much superior to a Twinkie. Right. If they didn't it, say they were Twinkie. I was trying to get the, the, the I, I'm, I'm general shaping configuration here. Let me paint the picture. If a, if a Twinkie and a Yodel get married, this would be their kid. Okay, <laughs> right, look. okay so now that we're talking about food. Uh, so so switch, he had two of them, right? So he had a balanced uh, breakfast. And black, yes, he had a balanced and black coffee. So, uh, Switch, what did you, speaking of breakfast, what did you have this morning? Wouldn't you rather know what I had yesterday morning? Yes, of course. Yesterday morning, I had two eggs over easy, yes. two sausage, two bacon, <laughs> uh, two pieces of white toast, yes. no hash browns, uh, orange juice, and black coffee. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. Did you say no hash browns? No hash, no hash browns. browns. What is normally would come with hash browns, but I, <laughs> I, I, I did not. Uh, wow. I have hash browns. Trying so, to cut down on the carbs. Yeah, right. That's good. That's healthy. So uh, that's good. Okay. So what? That's not a grand slam. Nice. What do they call that? A triple. They just call it breakfast. Breakfast. Okay, cool. Oh, Sounds like the, a breakfast menage a trois. That's the uh, Midwest fire. Everything is simple. <laughs> Never going to look at tango and Michigan, the same way. The last tango in Michigan. He did say two sausages, folks, but look at Let's move on. So, okay. So, Switchy, did you, uh, this is at Denny's? Yes. Okay. And who waited on you? Uh, Vanessa. Okay. Vanessa. Okay. Yeah. Let's write that mm -hmm. down. Uh, okay. It already sounds like 50 shades. Does of Vanessa record. have one of the much vaunted and valued and sought after coasters? From the uh, no, no, she doesn't. Wow. 50 she Shades of Breakfast. My military discount. <laughs> yeah, well, I imagine what will happen once she has the much vaunted, sought after Mac Maloney's Military X Files coaster. Yes. Well, she'd probably jump in the air and click her heels. Oh, wow. Okay. Then what happens? Well, hopefully she'll land uh, on, you know, okay. uh, safely. Okay. Hey, Juan, did you say 50 Shades of Breakfast? They did. <laughs> That's what this segment's becoming. That's very funny. That's funny. I would read that book. That yes. sounds way more interesting. He said he was going to contribute to the show, and already here he is hitting hitting freaking home runs. Um, anyway, we had Raven do dramatic readings from uh, Fifty Shades of Grey. Well, we've you know, had our, selection our, our, every week. Yeah, we've had requests for that too. Breakfast. Yes. And let's keep it a family show. <laughs> so, uh, Switch. How much did you? So this cost, uh, I believe, uh, twelve dollars, thirteen dollars, something 15? like that. Uh, mm -hmm. Between twelve and fourteen, I don't oh. remember exactly. And what you leave? You tip six bucks. Here we go. No, 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 uh, no. Ten bucks. Uh, ten bucks. Uh, in, right in between. Eight bucks. Eight bucks. Eight okay. Bucks. Yeah, middle okay. Okay. That's yeah. Good. Gold star for you. See, but here's the problem. He's he's tipped her ten bucks before. So if he gives her eight bucks, she's going to go. Hey, what's wrong with him? Well, not necessarily. What I, did I, I do I, wrong? I have different waitresses sometimes. Oh, I thought you. Uh, and you know, she was they, your favorite. Uh, uh, I mean, they must know I'm not made of money, you know. <laughs> Why would they think that? I'd be uh, living at the Waldorf eating uh, their breakfast. <laughs> Maybe they see that cool car, guys. You still got that lease car? Yes, yes, I do. What yeah. is that? A Ford Impact or something? Uh, I, I think it's a Fusion. Mm. 
Mm. That's Don't even impact when you're driving a car. <laughs> there was the Ford Impact. They actually had yeah, a car. Not, not a good copy for a name on right. uh, on Impact. <laughs> no. I guess if you put the two of them together, it would be a confusion wow. that Mac wants to drive. Yes. Well, listen. He's driving a Ford Confusion. Um, <laughs> yeah, that would be, yeah. So listen. The, uh, one more year on the lease. Oh, yeah, one more year. What you get, three years? Yeah. Well, you can re-up for another year, you know that, for the same price and stuff. Do I get more mileage? They'll hit you. Yeah, they'll give you another twelve thousand or whatever you get, ten thousand, and you and you just renew it for one more year, and then you got to turn the car in. Anyway, this is Max automotive segment. Here. Um, so car um, talk with Mac. Why don't we do this? It's like a math class here. Yes, it is. And luckily, this Lane, you getting all this yes, down here? He's you're, writing down every word. Grading the guy. <laughs> so, um, uh, Club isn't here tonight. Club has uh, took two weeks off from the show. Is we, it because of us? We miss him. Well, it, it turns out we have a top ten list. Why Club took two weeks off? Okay, Why Club took two weeks off. Raven, it's always have, funny that when I return to the show after extended travel, Club has to have a vacation. He's not there. Well, maybe that's one of the ten. We don't know. Raven, do you have the top ten list? I have the top ten list. Okay. All right. So this is top ten reasons Club took two weeks off from the show. Okay. You got the bit there, one one. If one one understands it. it, everyone will understand it. Everyone will laugh with him. Okay, so let's go. Raven, top 10 reasons. Okay. Club. Took two weeks off. Start the music. Start the music. Number 10. Uh, he was exhausted from making fun of Switchy's toupee every week. Went to the Bahamas to re-exchange. Yes, he was just worn out. Rechange. Recharge. 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 Already. Exchange. Already. The exchange rate's very, very goofy there anyway. So you, 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 I can understand where you were drifting. He went to the Bahamas because he was just, you know, tuck it out from talking about it's sort of like that decompressed, decompose thing yes. that Raven's was driving out with his rechange, recharge. Okay. And I'm doing our security it. while he's gone. Yeah, well, maybe. Who knows? No one, as it turns out. Wow. We're flying on the high trapeze without a net. Without a wow. net. Enjoy the ride. Number nine, please, Raven. They're shooting the Lady Bulger story in Southie, and he's playing the lead. <laughs> That's more Highly like probable. Who else? Highly probable. <laughs> Uh, number eight, please. Top ten reasons Club took two weeks off from the show. Number eight, a uh, doctor suggested time away from the show after reading so many <laughs> up fan letters. So many what kind of fan letters? Ooh, bad right. word in there. There was bad mark word the tape. in there. <laughs> Let's do that again, okay? Lois, mark the you, tape. You can say it. You can say it. We're just going to bleep it out, okay? I did. Okay. Right, I come. did. You didn't hear me? Yeah, but no, you did. Oh, everyone, I did. Everyone okay. was laughing. Okay, here we go. Loud and clear. I'll just throw you the I'm question again, it. right? Here we go. Number eight. Number eight. Top 10 reasons why Club no. took two weeks off from the show. Go ahead. Number eight. A doctor suggested time away from the show after reading so many f***ed up fan letters. <laughs> okay. And they wrote him a prescription. Okay. Long way to go. Librarian with potty mouth. <laughs> yes. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the other words becoming so common that it's sort of boring now. It's like nobody really? cares. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, in fact, you feel bad if you not used in your general direction. I mean, if you talk with somebody and it's getting heated, they don't throw the F-bomb at you. You feel like, well, I'm not worthy. I, yes, I, what's I don't the matter with me? Anymore. I don't you know. know. You can't take out the, the simplest. It's the only word in the English language. I don't even know why it's censored on the radio. But, adverb, no. And it can all be used in the same sentence. Yes. It's, it's, together. it's lost mean? its impact, Cobra. Right, the FCC. Really now too? Okay. Oh, hey, careful now. Let's not throw the puck out to the fan here. Just asking the question. Let's be careful where we're going. Uh-oh. All right, let's. Why don't we move on? I'm surprised then. babies aren't using the F word. Okay, no, like, how oh, do you know God. they're not? I remember the first time my son used it because he overheard someone in the house use it, and he thought it was the funniest thing in the world to huh. say it because the reaction he got. Yep. How old was he? <laughs> oh, he was like three and a half. Going. That's you know, okay. That's oh, okay. That's, that's all right. Swearing is the best. Okay, please, let's move on. Top ten reasons <laughs> Club took two weeks off from the show. 
Number seven, he's leading a secret mission to liberate Teddy, Coco's ballless horse. <laughs> you might see him before we do that, Coco. Okay. I, I don't think I don't think Teddy and his scrotum need to be featured every time I'm on the what show. What scrotum? Teddy does not get attention. <laughs> That's the problem. There is no scrotum. That's what makes it funny. Wow, that's Sounds like hurt. a cop show, Teddy and the Sidekick. Yeah, really. Yeah, Teddy and yes. Uh, so why don't we move on, please? Uh, top ten reasons Club took two weeks off from the show. Number six, he's spending time hanging around Raven's Gymnasium. Oh, that's, yeah, that's <laughs> whoa, that's more like it. That's more like a one-one kind like of thing. I don't think that uh, yeah. exhibits that kind okay. of uh, craziness. Hey, he's not know. on the surface. He's horning in on my territory. Oh, Careful save. with the horn word. Wow, <laughs> I'm telling you, man. Funny now, testimony later. Okay, let's move on. Uh, Did you see all the the files and tapes of the show are impounded for a uh, sexual harassment I I just want to say something. At this point, Lois Lane has her head in her hands, literally head in the (laughs) (laughs) This is what happened to me. Teaching doesn't take hold in those golden years, Lois. Okay, let's go on, please. Right. Number five. Uh, yeah, number five. He needed time off to fulfill his overwhelming cameo demands. He's on cameo all over the place. That is plausible, I yep. think. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, everyone, they want to see if he really looks like First of all, the man could be a hand model. We all would agree. The man could be a hand model. There's no doubt about that. Mm-hmm. He's got that. He has that. And okay. he has that distinguished look that he could be in so many he's, ads. He's very I distinguished mean, looking is, guy. He's yes. very photogenic. He very could be a judge. He could be a judge. He could be a doctor. A judge. He could be he a jury. He could be the defendant. He could be the prosecutor. Yeah. He could be the most marginally interesting person in the world. There you go. That's right. <laughs> oh, that seems like a little little hair kind of thing going on there. It sounds like a PBS kind special. Of line out of switchy. I'm not yeah, sure switchy what, got what, a little out of control. Deep seated anger is there, but there's definitely doctor that looks a lot like uh, like uh, club listening to you talk about him. It, he'll never listen to this. Show. He listens. He listens to every listen. show. He listens to every show. Unlike a lot of people, Uh-oh. he listens hey, to club. every show. Yeah, hey, club. Just okay. kidding. Okay, uh, top 10 reasons why Club took two weeks off from the show. Please, Raven. Number four, he's so giddy over the Red Sox, he can't speak. So giddy over the Red Sox. <laughs> that was a big deal out in Oklahoma City. It's, uh, Quite a few Boston fans out oh, there. Really? Big, big deal. Big uh, deal. You know, people yeah. are going to hear this in the future, but I'll tell you, something happened in Boston last night that wasn't supposed to happen is that the Red Sox exactly. are now in like the uh, real kind of playoffs. They beat the Tampa Bay Rays, which is, uh, I don't know, maybe they're going to get caught cheating because they've been caught cheating oh, before. Be the trash well, can. I, that's really quite. Now I understand why you have a blackout Boston Red Sox hat to yes. throw in after this major, you know, comeback. No, um, not me. To throw the, the cheating thing in there. Not it's like me. it's not enough. You not me. The they don't have me. Believe me. They now don't you have want me. the Red Sox to be accused of cheating. What's going to happen no, next? The Bruins I just, I'm, no, I'm, jacking up pucks to putting in helium in their pucks or something? No, no. What's going on? You know what they used to do? I'm not saying the Bruins did this, but I know the Montreal Canadiens did this. Is that on the third period. Uh-huh. The third period, when they they would change the nets, they would actually put a smaller net in the Canadians, yes. so the the guy actually had a little less space to defend. Right. And they did that for years, and I guess they finally got caught. Anyway, this is McMillan's Hockey Hour here. Okay, next, uh, top ten reasons why Club took two weeks off from the show. Number three. He's, he's so giddy over the Patriots, he can't speak. You see, he's so giddy. He's twice giddy. He can't believe the Patriots beat the Monty Houston Oilers the other day. Are they the, are they the Oilers anymore? What are they, the Houston Cowboys or something? Um, Houston Texans. The Houston right? Texans. Wow. Well, they, they, sh- they should throw them the hell out of Texas because they are a terrible team. They're yet, terrible. Yet the Pats just barely Pulled beat it out of their behinds right. to win that game. A hush is how someone described it to me. They pulled a hush out of 
Real pod. <laughs> you know what I did during that game? I decided to get up and schedule a booster shot. I went to CVS, <laughs> and that's when I heard the, uh, the winning play was I was listening to the game on really? my app <laughs> while I was chilling out for my 15 minutes after my booster shot. Wow. Okay. Well, okay. That's, how, that's how riveting that game was. Why, yeah, why, why watch it on a big screen like the rest of us? No. Okay. Uh, let's see. Uh, top 10 reasons. You want to waste pixels on that game. Why club? Took two weeks off from the show. Please, where are we, Raven? Hopefully towards the Number two. Number two. Uh, he hooked up with Vic the Wop, and they are now heading to <laughs> Mongolia in search of uranium-235. There you go, right? You know, those two. They're like Batman and Robin or somebody. Or Indiana Jones and who knows who, okay? They're like hey, listen, butter and bread. I was down at number two, man. I'm running out of gas by number two. Please. So number one, please, Raven. Uh, number one, club took two weeks off from the show. He's doing security for the Stones. Of course. Ooh. Where else would he be? Yeah. Yes. That's great. Security That's great. Guard yeah. For the Stones. Oh, boy. We're going to sweeten that well, up. I hope than... he grabs me some no, I can see. Lists. I can see him in the room with Mick and yep. uh, the gang and just telling them, uh, look. Um, calm down. You guys, are, you guys are. Guys need to calm down. Yep. But I used to run with Macaroni's military X-Files and that posse <laughs> that he had. And you boys are pretty tame in comparison. You Nothing to, surprises uh, me. You yes. didn't really bring it up a notch to match my race. I right. think that would be the way to go. <laughs> I could see I could see clubs you know, spreading their way from them as they're making their way to the stage. You know, the guy always has the flashlight, making sure they don't yeah, the flashlights. Yeah. That's club. Mm -hmm. you know, get out of the way, pushing people out of the way with it, like the red stick being. Except uh, club's flashlight would be one of those mag lights that's like three feet long, yeah. made of aircraft yeah. aluminum, hitting people yeah. because, you know, he's originally from get the, out of the way. Boston area. Mick is coming. Get out of the way. <laughs> so anyway, huh, huh, well, club, okay, he'll be uh, glad to hear that. And uh, let's see if he does, in fact, come back next week. Well, I, I, I just want to say that I miss Club not being there. Yes, we all do. We all do. Um, That's why I said it first, because we all do. Okay. I got it. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but my hair is getting a break. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> that is the silver lining there. Switch. I'll, I'll be yeah, a lot of silver time. lining up there, too. Can I just say one thing, yes. though? Not to, not, to, not to really you know, hop on this squirrel you haven't yet. But it looks like you every time you're on, you, you've just had a haircut. That's what makes us suspicious. No, it's been... Uh, at least uh, two or three weeks, I think. Really? Okay. But yeah. you weren't you weren't on the last two weeks. Well, it, it's the shifting of the eyes. Yeah, yeah, that's not that's helping this at all. Yeah. It's it's it, it's it's a very uh, it's a very devious. And, and, and kind when of people look. rub I've grown their used chin to with one one, in fact, I always think like because I don't like the heartbeat pulse check with one one. If his eyes aren't switching around and his his little. Um, soul patch isn't wow. twitching at least three or four times during the show. Then I then wow. I know something's up. But when you when you start doing that, it, it it's, a, it's a little bit uh, it's a little bit of a tell. Wow, one well, one, kind of paranormal. <laughs> Good ties in with the show. So why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this uh, with more fun. <laughs> You're listening to Macaloney's Military Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang Thanks, is here except Club, and we'll be right back after this. Hey fans, Lois Lane here, and I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military Exile show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address, and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com, and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Request for tasteful news of one one will be handled on a case-by-case -case basis. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. 
But have you ever heard of Area 52 or 53 or 54? 54? 54? How about Tonopah Test Range or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe. The haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Maloney's Military Sound Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney Wild Wally Show. We have for you tonight. Let me quickly introduce the members of the Posse Girls. Juan is here. Hello, Mac. Hello, girls. Hello, okay. guys, too. Yeah, okay. Uh, girls. Everybody. Commander Cobra is here. Commander Cobra is here as well. Thank you, Mac. As always, a pleasure to be on the wing. Switchblade Steve Ward, our national correspondent, is with us. Switchy. Great to be here. Okay. Our uh, favorite good witch, Raven, is with us from upstate New York. Hello, my friends. Any snow yet? Not yet. Okay. It's sweater weather, though. Okay. So that's yep. a good sign. And also in the studio with us, uh, making a rare appearance, is uh, Lois Lane. Hi, everybody. I'm happy to be here. And a guest tonight. Are we ready for a guest? We are. We are. Yes. Okay. We're overdue for a guest. Do you think so? <laughs> Sylvia McKelvey is joining us. Uh, she has written a book called Storm on the Horizon, The New Age, UFOs, and a Cosmic Christ. And as soon as I saw the title, I said, wow. We got to get you on the show, Sylvia. So, how are you tonight, today? I'm great, Mac. Thanks for having me on. Okay, where are you? Out in California? I am in California, Northern California. Northern California. Okay. All right. And um, uh, you look like you're in California for some reason. I don't know why. You're happy. You know. You're healthy looking. It's sunny. <laughs> it's sunny. Yeah. yeah. She has a glow. She, she has. There's a glow. Too. Is the word I'm going. She's got the West Coast glow. The West Coast glow. Right. That's because we're half the time we don't know what's going on anyway. Yes, so. yes, yes. Where's the sound effect? Yes. You still got the same governor, right? Oh, that's right. Okay. All right. It's pretty cool. No politics. <laughs> yeah. No politics. Anyway, so, um, you know, your, your book, the title is intriguing. Um, you know, when did you start research on it? You know, how long did it take you to write it, et cetera? Oh, well, it took me about four years to do the entire Ooh. research on it and about a year just uh, putting it together. Mm -hmm. um, it, it's really uh, interesting with the title. I know it looks like easy reading, mm -hmm. but uh, all of these items, actually, when you get into the book, you'll find out that they actually work together. So there is a reason for it. Yes. And I base a lot of that on the research that I have done um, as a UFO investigator, mm -hmm. um, my own personal sighting, and then also the interviews I've had with uh, people from uh, basically all walks of life, but primarily from those who have had uh, similar experiences and definitely uh, sightings of UFOs. Right. You know, we, we do talk, you know, uh, semi-frequently on the show about, like, a connection between the paranormal UFOs and, you know, for want of a better word, religion. We talk a lot about Marian apparitions, for instance. You know, what are they really, you know? 
And um, so we're always kind of interested in this. So how do you how do you bring in? I understand the new age. I understand UFOs. I think, but you know, how does how does the cosmic Christ come into this? Well, it's interesting that uh, that you bring that up because uh, in doing this research and, and starting out with the book, I try to give a brief history going back to ancient times to modern times and also going over some of the first reports that we've had in this country, such as Kenneth Arnold. Um, and it was interesting to me, the, the more I researched, the more I found out that there was um, a definite connection often with paranormal occurrences. And a lot of these people who have had these sightings have also had paranormal experiences. Mm -hmm. And um, that I tried to bring out in their own words so that I'm not placing any bias on it, but I'm letting them tell what they've experienced. Mm -hmm. So I think there is something there on a spiritual basis or paranormal basis, but it does seem to coincide with a, a lot of what's happening to these people. Mm -hmm. Do you think it's like just two parts of the same thing? You know, it's hard to really classify it as any part of anything because everybody's experience is different. I can't say that they're necessarily going out seeking and have some formula where they can call up UFOs, yep. but it seems um, from the experiences that many people have relayed that oftentimes the paranormal experiences will start after a sighting of a UFO. Oh, mm -hmm. So did one cause the other? That's that's hard to determine. Right, sure. Yeah, no, we hear that a lot. Um We've had a number of people on who say the exact same thing. You know, all of a sudden you you have this sighting, it's a big event in your life, and and you know you change a little bit. You know, and uh, some people get spiritual, some people you know delve right into UFOs. Let me ask you this though: of all the people you talk to, what is the strangest thing that you've heard? Oh, the strangest thing. That's hard to narrow it down. Um, the strangest thing I have heard, and this is kind of silly, but I thought it was uh, rather unusual when I heard it the first time, is that this. One person who was claiming a sighting, also claiming visitation from this uh, space person, but this particular entity was appearing in her window. Now, that's this is their words, wearing a derby. Okay. <laughs> okay, hang on um, now, derby. And I thought that was, okay, fine, very whatever. I didn't think anything of it until I was listening to another talk show about a year later, and a woman called in talking to this host and said, you know, I'm, I'm, it's not the same person, by the way. Okay. I'm really confused of what happened to my daughter. She's in the second floor of her bedroom, and she swears there was this thing looking in at her wearing a derby. Wow, so if you creepy. want strange, that was strange. Yeah, that's creepy. Yeah, yeah. Why a derby? How strange is that, you know? Yeah, we need to check on one one's uh, whereabouts uh, planner just in case where he was at. I think my house painter wears a derby. <laughs> that's why he's looking in the window. Yeah. He's up on the ladder, yeah, and I haven't seen him for a few days. Makes sense. Well, that, that's interesting. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, so... Yeah, Sylvia, uh, it's not just confined to the West Coast. There are yes. some very strange happenings right. and persons out on the East Coast. We don't know what the other half is become going aware. on either. Oh, I'm, I'm very aware of that, yes. Um, so, uh, Matt, um, can I ask a question? Yes, please. Uh, uh, Sylvia, uh, have you uh, found any, uh, I know uh, researchers like Jacques Vallée found a lot of parallels between the various traditions and folklore and some modern day UFO experiences. Do you see any of those parallels in some of the research you have done? Well, if you take uh, a case like the Hopkinsville Kentucky case. Yes. Yep. They weren't right. describing greys or they weren't describing Nordics. They were describing these little creatures with big ears and, and long fingernails and uh, uh, something that we would classify as other than uh, a flying saucer occupant. Yep. But to them, they report seeing this craft come down and these little creatures get out of it. So I don't know how that fits in with folklore. It may have something to do with what people were reporting in older times. 
but it certainly is something that you hear occasionally, but uh, not as much as you would have people describing, uh, you know, the well-dressed Nordics or the Greys or even the uh, reptilians. Mm -hmm. right. So there's a slot for them, but I'm not sure where to put it. Is, is it, I mean, is it simply that there are a number of uh, different aliens that show up on our planet? Apparently there is, not that I can confirm that, but from just doing research on it, there's some people that claim there's 30, 40 different species mm -hmm. and possibly more, but you don't hear about them as often as you do with the people who are claiming their visitation from the greys, for instance. Mm -hmm. um, it's just something that, uh, I don't know if they take the, uh, the center stage all the time or what, but that is the most reported. Mm -hmm. Do you think there's any connection to what we know as ghosts? The ghost, I would not necessarily put in that category, although the there is some suggestion that they do have this spiritual aspect to them uh, when, when you talk about shape shifting mm -hmm. or being, in their words, even able to appear as anything they want. Right, true. So how that coincides, I don't know. Right. Hey, we're talking to Sylvia McKelvey, who has written a book called uh, Storm on the Horizon. It's a very cool title. It's almost a title a friend of mine who's an author would use. Um, the New Age, UFOs, and the Cosmic Christ. So, I mean, uh, a lot of people will ask, um, you know, um, and books have been written about this, is there any chance that Christ was, you know, just a visitor from somewhere else? Yeah, that does get asked on occasion. And coming from a Christian background, I would have to say that um, I don't believe it in those terms, but you have to believe that it was... A, a different situation where he came from uh -huh. to this planet. And I try to point that out in one of my chapters, um, just uh, putting the focus on who he said he was. Right. And the fact that he repeated several times that he was not from here mm. and that his kingdom was not of this world. Uh -huh. So where does that put him? Obviously in a realm that we are very not informed about. So how we can interpret that? Um, I'm not sure, other than a divine being and a realm that we know nothing about, really. Right. I mean, does it does it seem we we talk about this of the show a lot too? Is that um, is that maybe somehow you know a different kind of reality is rubbing up against our reality, if I can use that term? And sometimes there's overlay. Sometimes you know who knows what because people will see odd stuff and then suddenly it's gone. People see stuff that's out of time. You know, and then boom, it's gone. You know, people see ghosts, people see apparitions, people see strange stuff all the time. We, we, there's no explanation for any of it, you know, from, from um, you know, sea monsters to UFOs to ghosts, you know, and, and, and I like to think it's all part of the same thing, you know. Yeah, well, let's throw Bigfoot in there, too. Bigfoot? So. Oh, he's a big, he's <laughs> yeah, a friend of mine. But, yeah, I do agree that there's a lot of people who have claimed to have seen portals open or the sky open. Yes. Um, some of them have even equated Bigfoot with being a possibility of an inter-realm type of thing. Yes. And oddly enough, the Bigfoots have been associated with UFOs. Yes, right. So. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we talk about that. Uh, Coco has his hand up, please. Cece. Sylvia, what got you started on this uh, on this journey? And then I'll, I'll follow up with a, a second. Oh, I would have to say I was kind of dragged into it. But oh. mine started like so many others cool. uh, of having a sighting of an object when uh, I was around 18. Mm -hmm. um, didn't think much of it. It was a strobing light um, and it didn't last long. But the odd thing about that is that we saw it near, uh, my girlfriend and I saw it near an airport. Yes. 
And uh, this was uh, a small airport at the time with a National Guard at the end of the runway type of thing. Yep. So we saw it at the airport and we were there in time to see two jets take off after it. And it shot off into the distance with these two jets in pursuit. Of course, being curious, we called the, the tower and asked them, did you have any jets take off? And the answer we got, no, nothing took off. Yes. So that was my first exposure to plausible denial. Yeah, yeah. So. Moving forward uh, several years later as an adult, uh, my husband and I were driving through the Central Valley and uh, happened to see these orbs coming down from the sky. It was a beautifully clear day, visibility about 10 miles in all directions. Mm -hmm. um, and we pulled over the side of the road and just watched them come down, rotate, flow back and forth. And uh, one was shooting around as if it was uh, directing traffic. I don't know what that one was doing. Wow. But I did watch it kind of do a transformation where it just kind of puffed a couple of times and this plasma material came out of it and whatever that was started coming directly towards us until it hovered over our car. Uh -huh. And that's what got me thinking, my goodness, what are these things? That would because get me thinking. They're, they're not behaving like a normal spacecraft where somebody yes. says they've had a sighting. Right. Um, because this, to me, seems something very different, you know, biomechanical, whatever this was. Mm -hmm. But even at that time, making a MUFON report, I could not classify that, those sightings, those objects, those orbs, as anything that I could determine to be an actual craft. Sure. So. We're not sure what this is. Do you think, is there any chance in your mind they were like man-made, that they were ours? No, I don't think they were ours. Definitely don't think that. If you saw the speed sure. of them, especially the one that I observed, there's just no way that uh, we have anything that could match that. Right. And sure. the interesting thing about that is that uh, this was over in Central Valley and Lamore Naval Air Station was not too far from that location. Oh, yeah. yep, yep. And they were definitely flying, flying, uh, flying under radar or certainly to the point that they would have been picked up. Mm -hmm. But nothing was scrambled. Nothing showed up. Yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it's it's um, we hear similar stories like all the time. This is what's what's been going on for years and years and years. You know, I mean, they'll either deny it. I mean, we're pretty close to Pease Air Force Base in New Hampshire. You know, we're on the mm -hmm. border of Massachusetts and New Hampshire. And Pease, for a long time, was, and we were talking about it on the way up here, is like the fifth largest nuclear base in the United States or something. It was. a very, It was. Yeah, it was. Very no big base in, you know, in the Cold War, let's say. And people have written entire books about how many UFO incidents happened close to it. The, the incident at Exeter, very famous, is just right up the street from where we are and where the airbase is. And, you know, it's one of these things that it's like, well, you know, who came first? In fact, here's what's even odder about it is that the, the bomber group that was stationed at Pease was the bomber group in Roswell. They literally, they, ah. were, they were the first, uh, I think it was the 509th or something, the first uh, bomber mm -hmm. group to drop the nuclear bomb. They moved to Pease. And so that they had that in their history too. And, um, you know, so so when you say, you know, I, I understand what you mean. You know, some stuff you can tell is ours. It might be like really way out. But if you see something that is not moving aerodynamically, you know, possible, it's not us. It's not the Chinese. It's not one, you know, it's, it's not anyone on Earth. Coco, was it, was it the 509th? 509 wow. is the uh, is the one that's uh, worked uh, through a number of years. They were the first uh, under Tibbetts, and that is correct. Uh, when they were at Pease, they flew the FD-111. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, right. Uh, hmm. They were hauling out to the Pacific uh, for the end of World War II, and then for a couple of different uh, iterations, that's when they ended up at Pease. Mm -hmm. If I can throw one more quick, yes, uh, quick. comment or question yes, in there, what's sure. next? Uh, your book is in my, uh, in my read file, and I have to compliment you on your selection of uh, cover art uh, for it. It reminds nice. me of another author that I uh, really enjoy 
the cover art that he puts on his books. Go on. Great, uh, greatly, uh, very tastefully done. Nice, nice stuff. I like the might not be involved, type of effect that you have there on it. Thank you. What's next for your work? What do you think is going to come up? Are you going to just work the, uh, the lecture circuit, so to speak, or you have another project? Well, um, I've actually been thinking about another project, uh, carrying this forward uh, with the recent developments we had, but uh, that's still in the hopper, and we'll see if that even transpires. Right. I can understand. So let me ask you a question, and then I'll ask if anyone else has a question. Writing a book is a drag, isn't it? Isn't it a pain in the neck? Isn't it awful? It is. Yes. Okay. <laughs> finally. Yeah. Hmm. Because why? I can tell you a million reasons why, but why? It, why? Well, if you want to write a good book, you need to have your research. You need to be accurate and uh, present it in a way that people can understand it. Yes. And that doesn't come natural for most of us. So mm -hmm. it does take a lot of discipline, a lot of research, and a lot of time. Mm -hmm. So it is a work that uh, is the work of someone's personal being, I would think. You have to be that type to be able to do it. Yes, I agree with you. Um, it's a lot of editing, re-editing, editing and editing, and that's what I have been told, right? Absolutely. Yep. Wow. Huh. And so um, um, let me just ask you a few more questions, if you don't mind. Thanks for joining us. Uh, do you, let's, we're, oh, oh, we're, we're raising hands. Okay, please, one, one, save us. Go. Well, the title of the book of Storm and the Horizon is, uh, you know, Christ has promised that uh, when he comes, when he returns, there'll be a new heaven and new earth, and uh, you know the, the the dead in Christ will be raised up, and uh, 144,000 are going to be like running the show, and the rest of us is going to be uh, enjoying this new this new earth, such as it will be. Mm. Is that are UFOs a, a precursor like to fun. that? That's, uh, that's... How are they related to Christ, if if at all? And are they just kind of examining the uh, the terrain to see if this is all going to work out? Yeah, it goes back to not knowing exactly what they are, yes. since we know they've been around since ancient times. But I kind of throw a monkey wrench at people in this, is that I want them to consider what the options could be on something like that. Mm -hmm. Could this be, uh, like you say, the real thing, or could this be a deception? So if you look at what's happening now within these different groups, they're all talking about something's going to happen. And I think right now, if you look at our, our current state of affairs in our world, I think we're primed for something that would uh, try to curtail these events that are happening and maybe uh, redirect us to, to a different type of uh, existence. So my thoughts on that, with people are talking about new age, they're talking about uh, a global world, a new world order. Um, my thoughts on that, and I present that to people to think about, what would make the superpowers lay down their arms and say, okay, fine, we're all one big family. Yeah, go ahead. Um, who's going to police that? Yes. So if you happen to have somebody who is, uh, let's say, extraterrestrial mm -hmm. who comes on the scene, and you know there's nothing we can do to thwart their uh, powers, where it be taking uh, weapons offline or taking down a grid, right. it would be very hard to put up any kind of uh, defense in me, that regard. Let me ask you this, though, okay? And this this just popped into my head because I was thinking of, um, what's the famous movie there, uh, Switchy? The Day they, the Earth Stood Still. The Day the Earth Stood Still, okay? And there's, yes. there's, there's uh, a friend of mine wrote his um, dissertation on science fiction, movies, and religion, and, and there's a lot of religious overtones to that movie, especially the one that they made in the 50s, of course, right? Um how do you think? I mean, let's say that happened. Okay, let's say something like that happened. How would the how would the world how would the world's population handle that? Because what we hear all the time is, well, the governments are holding back all this information about what UFOs are because they don't want to freak out the population. But would the population really freak out if if we if we knew what UFOs were? I mean, would it be mass well, hysteria or whatever? 
I, I used to think that we could handle the truth, but, you know, just going through what we have with COVID and people hoarding toilet paper, you kind of have to wonder about that. <laughs> hoarding? But, yes. Yeah. No. What know. are we going to hoard if the alien show up? <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yes. right. You know, well, people are already stockpiling, so who mm -hmm. knows? So, okay. But it, it is an interesting thing. And if you get into the book, you'll find out what my my take on that could possibly be. Mm -hmm. um, and especially if you align it up with prophecy, um, there, there are some things that are very interesting about the times we're in right now. Right. So uh, I think that we're going to have to look, I think if, if we do acknowledge some kind of existence, like we have these films that have come out now, the Tic Tac and uh, mm -hmm. everything that people are talking about yes. in that regard. Yes. So if they come out now with some type of announcement, it's almost as if they've been priming the public for it. Well, yeah, that's, I mean, they, they are acting differently than they, they haven't acted this way ever. And now all of a sudden they're acting differently in the past two or three years. I, you know, I'm a real skeptic about a lot of this stuff. Okay. But I got to tell you this, I, you know, kind of know the military and I know kind of how they work. Okay. And, for the Navy to come out and, and bless those UFO videos, even though they had some age on, for them to come out and do that, it's a big, big deal, whether we know it or not. So are they setting us up? That's the way you do it. Let's face it. That's, you know, that's how you would do it. You'd smooth the, you'd butter the bread a little bit, you know. So, hey, Sylvia, can I ask you a question? Do you want, sure. Can you hang with us for another segment? We're going to do an ad. You want to hang around? Sure, if I can hang around. Okay. You got a glass of wine nearby or anything like that? <laughs> not yet, but I can always find okay. one. Okay. Well, we got five minutes. Okay. Well, it's so California. I mean, we expect you to have the Napa Valley. You know, it's right in your yard. Yeah, yeah, right in the backyard. Yeah, it's in your backyard, right? Why yeah, and all our this? wine comes from somewhere else. Oh, oh, oh. See, <laughs> see, that's another thing that makes oh, me mad. Nebraska. <laughs> anyway, uh, wine in Nebraska? Really? Right. Okay. I'm just throwing that out. Okay. Uh, why don't we do this? Why don't we take a commercial break now? And we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Money's Military Exile Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. The whole gang is here, and we're also talking to Sylvia McKelvey. Uh, her book is called Storm on the Horizon, The New Age, UFOs, and a Cosmic Christ. Okay, this has turned into a very interesting segment, and we'll be right back after this. We've all heard of Area 51, the U.S. government's top secret base in the Nevada desert. But have you ever heard of Area 52, or 53, or 54? 54? 54. How about Tonopah Test Range, or the Navy's secret base inside the Bermuda Triangle? Find out about them and more in Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Did Richard Nixon show Jackie Gleason a crashed alien spaceship near the swamps of Florida? Is it true that more UFOs are seen over a small Scottish village than anywhere else in the world? And is there a secret place in Russia that some people think is heaven on earth? In Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, you'll visit more than a dozen top secret places around the globe, the haunted forests of New Jersey. A valley in Colorado where shadows come alive and humans can fly without wings. And where's the only secret base in America that's not been visited by UFOs? You've heard Mac talk all about these places on his radio show. Now you can read all about them yourself. That's Mac Maloney's Beyond Area 51, Mysteries of the World's Most Forbidden Places. Now on sale at Amazon. Hey fans, Lois Lane here, and I think it's time for you to get some free swag from Mac Maloney's Military Exile Show. We have badges, pins, bar coasters, and some very cool 3D show logos that we just can't wait to give away. Just go to MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button. Send us an email with your mailing address, and we'll ship the free swag out to you quicker than Switch can eat breakfast. That's MacMaloney.com and hit the contact button to get your free swag today. Requests for tasteful news of one one will be handled on a case-by-case -case basis.
Welcome back, everyone, to Mac Maloney's Mule Track Style Show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. This is Mac Maloney. What well, a show we have for you tonight. We are talking to, well, uh, let me introduce the posse real quick so I don't get complaints from their agents. Of Juan Juan is here, girls. Juan is here. JJ. Okay. Hello, Mac. Hello, everybody. Cece is here. Cobra is here. Always enjoy being on the wing. On the chicken wing. And for Steve Ward, our national correspondent, is with us. Great to be here. Okay. Um, Raven, our favorite good witch, is with us. Raven. Hello, my friends. One by night. Hello, Raven. And she's got those. One by night. Librarian glasses on. And also with us in the studio making a reappearance is Lois Lane is with us. Hi, everybody. This is an exciting um, guest we have, so I'm happy to be part of it. Definitely. Oh, wow. Okay, I agree. Okay, we're talking to uh, Sylvia McKelvey, who has written a book called Storm on the Horizon, The New Age, UFOs, and the Cosmic Christ. And we've gotten into a a lot of different um, angles of this idea. So... Um, when we were talking off here, why don't we just start right there? You um, you mentioned you you're a veteran, right? Correct. That's right. So I am. What happened? When did just tell us about your experience? You were in the reserve and you got called up for Desert Storm. Yes, I was in the Naval Reserve as a hospital corpsman and uh, got called up during Operation Desert Storm. And uh, my particular unit was sent to reinforce uh, a medical clinic at a naval air base mm-hmm. uh, in Northern California. <laughs> So I was accustomed to seeing a lot of pilots, seeing a lot of aircraft, sure. jets of all types of vintage. Uh, I was at Moffett Field, which was oh, the yeah. home port for the P-3 Orion aircraft, yep. uh, affectionately, uh, affectionately called sub-killers. Yep. Um, and they don't, were- Don't take offense to Switch. Anti-sub uh, airplane. Yep. <laughs> switch, was a, switch is a bubblehead, so he gets a little nervous oh. when he started talking. Uh, I, I didn't take it Wow. No, but it just depends on which submarines we're looking for. Yes, you know? that's true. Right. We're, we were the good guys. You never that's get right. So, uh, yeah, okay, continue. So, go ahead. So, um, my experience with that really uh, allowed me to see a lot of aircraft. And inst- interestingly enough, this particular base uh, butts up to NASA Ames Research Center. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, not only were we privy to our jets, we also saw a lot of what Lockheed Martin had and a lot of what NASA had on their aircraft. Nice. Um, so, you know, I was well educated in that regard. Yes. So when I had my sighting, I could tell right away, I'm not looking at an aircraft. Right. And yeah. I can tell by the speed is something we do not have. Right. At least at not admitting to. Um, another thing going back to that, I will mention also that there was a second part of that sighting, which I was really kind of astounded by. Uh, we had been going through a mountain pass and happened to see these orbs once again. Mm-hmm. But there were now two of them separate, and they were actually following a commercial aircraft that was on approach mm-hmm. uh, for landing. And I saw one beneath the tail section and one just directly behind it. And they were kind of bobbing up and down. And I thought, you know, it looked like almost they were surfing the jet stream. And it was nothing that seemed to be menacing anything on that plane, Mm -hmm. but they were there. And, you know, that's been reported um, many times over also about seeing these things uh, following aircraft. Right. So I can attest to that, that, yeah, that has happened. Right. Yeah, sure. So, so um, you were a corpsman. So what do you mean you were treating the wounded and stuff like that? <laughs> on the base, mostly the pilots. Oh, I see. The, okay. Right. Oh, easy, you know. Were they, were they hung over by any chance? No, it's not. It's not like we're in there all the time, like uh, we're yeah, some yeah, kind yeah, of clinic yeah. commandos or something. Well, you know those flight flight <laughs> exams we have to have with the brown shoes. So, yes. yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Oh, the brown you see, she had to throw the whole brown shoe. What does that mean? I thought maybe we were going to, you know, can we translate? Raise the level of the conversation, but I see Watch we're going right down to anchor, you know, chains and and, and talk to right here. Right? Oh, Russ, look, at the, look at the switch. Look at the face on the switch. I know. Have you seen a more genuine? I've never seen them laugh smirk. this hard. What is a brown shoe? Please tell us what a brown shoe is, please, for us that don't know. 
Well, that's a naval aviator. That's how you tell them apart. Most of the officers enlisted have uh, black shoes. Yes. So if you see brown shoes, you know it's a naval aviator. Is that just a fashion statement or is just something in their history or what? Uh, it's something in their history, but I think it's kind of a fashion statement it's also. Really, uh, okay. Spoken well, like a true black shoe. Can, can can I, no, 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 listen. Uh, Coco was uh, a, 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 was an aviator for the Coast Guard. Okay, correct, right? So what time? That's correct. At what color shoes career, did you wear? What I, you wear? I was sneakers? a naval uh, aviator with the Coast Guard. I exchanged you <laughs> with the Navy a number of years. Yes. Uh, on different assignments and an Air Force aviator as well. What kind of shoes did you wear? <laughs> I wore uh, black shoes because in the Coast Guard oh, we don't have brown shoes. The brown shoe thing is a way to differentiate your status as an aviator from the surface or sub um, surface I Navy. See. Okay. And All it's right. a long, it's, it's like the leather jacket was a, uh, was a right of, uh, of the aviation service. Yes. And then of course that's, you know, now. Spread to all the other different uh, parts and pieces of the, the military. All right, we're doing a fashion segment now. Listen, Raven, I'm going to pretend you had your hand up. Uh, did you ever think of going? You did you ever think of going in the service? I could see you as like a, a sergeant or something. Yeah, I did. I had this wicked cool GI Joe when I was a kid. Cool. And um, I believe he was in the Air Force, and he had a, this like crazy scar over his eye. Oh and yeah. And I yes. told my parents I was joining the military, and they weren't going to stop me. And then, um, yeah, that mm. all fell apart pretty mm. quick. Once I hit high school, things got real oh, different. different. Yeah, yeah, complicated things. Okay. This is the G.I. Joe. Did he have brown shoes on? Or... <laughs> that I don't remember. Don't remember. Um, but yeah. he had like a, a very dark um, uh, khaki, uh, like one-piece jumper on. Oh, wow. It was yeah, sometimes referred to it as was a flight suit. real good. She's giving the okay sign, fans. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. So I'll ask the question that one one is just ready to leap out of the block. Sometimes you don't dress your G.I. Joe out of that uh, okay. really cool flight suit. I never suit. did. No. Listen, no I am a lady. Here. I don't do that. Yes. Coco. one one Shame on you for even asking that question. He takes that All right. Listen, we have, a, we have a guest. I resemble that remark. Okay. All right. Oh, you're doing the stooges halfway to the show. But, you know, Coco is absolutely right, of course, about the dress code of uh, the airmen. I, I was stationed in Little Creek, Virginia, in an anti-submarine warfare unit, yes. and there was just uh, a few miles away from the Naval Air Station in Norfolk, where we uh, tended to hang out and get trained and just hobnob with our brethren on the other side. Mm-hmm. Uh, that We always thought, oh, boy, they're way cooler than we are. And you know, we, they were right we wear greens and boots, and we blouse our pants, and we okay. look like a mash unit that has no discipline whatsoever. Can we go back and these you? guys at the Naval Air Station are squared away like you read about. Oh, see, so there's jealousy. Kind of like how Coco is. Yeah, right, of course. All right, listen, we have a guest uh, tonight, Sylvia McKelvey, uh, who has written a book called Storm on the Horizon, The New Age, UFOs, and the Cosmic Christ. Uh, Sylvia, did you ever expect this? <laughs> I've learned to expect just about anything. There you go. Actually. Wow, what an answer. Okay, thank you. Good answer. Wow. So, so uh, you know, not to get off track, but it, but a, a pet peeve of mine is that the veterans in this country are so mistreated, it's it's criminal in my estimation. Do you agree? Uh, yeah, I, I think that we've seen some really bad things over the last few years. I think in some areas it is getting better for the veterans, mm-hmm. um, but I think we still have a long ways to go. Mm-hmm. I think they're, they're a forgotten group for the most part. Um, and I, I'm hoping that that will change. Mm-hmm. And I think that it's starting to take those steps to where we're now wow. getting some decent care for our vets and hopefully our, that will continue and take care of the families and everything we should be doing. We should be doing. Hey, we talk about this on the show a lot, but, you know, we do. We have one ad that we do on the show called Homes for Our Troops. It's a good time to plug them. Homes for Our Troops, what they do is they build homes 
for um, people from the Iraq war, Afghan war, you know, who lost limbs, right? And it's easier for them to move around, low counter space and wide stairs, the works. And then they just give them the house, okay? No mortgage, nothing. And um, and it's great. I mean, you know, you're you're in a way you're thanking them for what they did, you know, and and their life is never going to be the same. But in my opinion, we might have to cut this out. I don't know. I'll put music behind it. In my opinion, we shouldn't have to do that. The Veterans Administration should be doing things like that. Why do we have charities doing it? That's what's wrong, anyway. No, you're right. Oh, all right, Lois. Thank you, Lois. I appreciate. <laughs> well, that'll keep her from getting cut out. I was going to say well that it'll be a good ride home. Yes. <laughs> okay. All right, Lois. Well said for, from Sylvia and from Mac. Okay. Kudos. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. It's, well, if you're dependent on the Veterans Administration, who have been underfunded uh, uh, for a billion not, years, not underfunded, there, my friend. Not underfunded. They they don't spend their money wisely. I think would be well, the way. Yeah, maybe that's true too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Go look at some of the buildings. We, you know, we. Oh, have, it, yeah. it, it, it's Mac, sickening. We don't. We don't even want to go there. You know how much of a red hot issue this is for both of us. Yeah. Simply said, we need to demand more out of what we do in that area. Yeah, and, yeah. It's kind of like the. It's forgotten. Is the is the right word for it? It's forgotten. You know, and, and in my opinion, I never served, but a lot of people in my family served. And uh, Lois's father was the youngest guy on on Okinawa. He landed on Okinawa on Easter Sunday at 15 years old. Okay. What? Yes. 15. 15. And um, oh and and when he went, then he was in Okinawa, and then the war ended. He did six months um, duty in Japan as they were kind of like cops or whatever. Went back, base force. Went back to Brooklyn, and they made him do the senior year in high school. So he went back to high school. Okay, <laughs> and then Lois will confirm this. And oh, no. they wouldn't let him play on the baseball team because he they said he was too much of a man. He just gone through <laughs> World War Two. Okay, and he says that's the only thing that bummed him out was I couldn't play baseball. Anyway, but why ahead. did he even have to graduate at that point? Like, they, you're, they made him give him a diploma. <laughs> they made him come, and then he, he turned out to be a, 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 an English high school teacher, as it turns out. Switchy, yeah, switch has his hand. Yeah, the question for Sylvia: um, Are there any uh, any researchers from the past, either ones that are no longer with us or still active, that uh, have had some influence on your research or gave you some direction with what uh, you've been doing? Well, you know, I have to contribute uh, to the, the list here of people, Mac Maloney, on his excellent book on UFOs in wartime. What? But yeah, there's been several, uh, I have to say, that have influenced. Um, David Jacobs is one, I think, if you look on the abduction side of it. And um, several of their early authors on, <clears throat> including Jacques Vallée, of course, um, but there are probably too many to mention, actually. Right. And, and if you saw my library of books over here, you'd probably understand why I'm stuttering around trying to find the ones I want to talk about, but there's, there has been very many, and we uh, are certainly appreciative of a lot of the research that was done early on. Yeah, we, we stand on the shoulders of those that have gone before us, because uh, some of them have made major breakthroughs and, and really opened up just the idea that some of these experiences seem to have a high strangeness factor connected to them, mm -hmm. and there's some paranormal elements. That was a notion that they wouldn't deal with back in the 50s and 60s. All right, absolutely. Rarely dealing with it now. Oh, so I know there, there are many uh, people oh, that are very uh, uh, compartmentalized. But when you mentioned the, the Bigfoot UFO connection, uh, Stan Gordon, a great researcher in Pennsylvania, uh, investigated those bizarre series of experiences and sightings in uh, southwestern Pennsylvania in 1973 and 1974. And those just go off the chart for being weird. Yeah, there's, uh, we, it's interesting that we have like this gauntlet of experiences and, and people that have written about them. Um, that's why I'm saying you really can't classify it and put it in one box because it has so many other things 
that enter into it. Right, sure. So how do you how do you accurately define it? It's so difficult. Well, right, well, and the thing is, whatever UFOs are, whatever cryptids are, they act independently of our belief systems. Yes. Right. right. Yes. Um, we are talking to Sylvia McKelvey, the author of Storm on the Horizon, The New Age, UFOs, and the Cosmic Christ. You can just go on Amazon, order it. I think you get it the next day. Um, so um, let me just throw this uh, question out to you because we've talked about this on previous shows. In fact, Raven did a um, special report uh, about a month ago, and it's on Marian apparitions. Okay, And the way that we kind of looked at it was this. Um, People, I mean, there are famous Marian apparitions, Fatima, um, Our Lords, Lady of Guadalupe. Our Lady of Guadalupe, um, Lupe. Um, in, um, there's one in Alexandria, or Virginia. I mean, uh, in Egypt. Yes, right. That's where they, they actually filmed, um, you know, this vision on, on film. It's really kind of crazy to see. Uh, there's a place in, um, in the former Yugoslavia, um, I forget the name of it, but where they had the same type of thing. And, and in these things that, um, you know, people see happening, people have filmed them and so on. What, what, what people are seeing are, are you know, the, ca the cast of characters from the Catholic Church, right? So doesn't that kind of give cred to the Catholic Church that they're on the right path here if, 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 they're, if their superheroes are, are appearing to us? Well, I don't know really how to answer that because you take into consideration um, other types of sightings people have had of paranormal entities, whether they be angelic in nature or maybe a, uh, a ghost type image. Um, how do you classify those in a religious setting versus a non-religious setting? Uh -huh. You know, their experience that people are having um, that is not uh, necessarily given to just one group. Yes. <clears throat> so I would have to say that's not necessarily um, classification that they've got the inside on it. But Thank, uh, thank you, Sylvia, because I often uh, have to uh, throw into Mac when he brings this, we were both raised oh, Catholic wow, wow. as uh, one, one, and that I don't see this as a game of who's got the right scorebook on this. Mary is identified as her mother, St. Anne, in the Islamic faith, uh, she's understood in Judaism as well. Mm -hmm. So I, I just don't uh, quite grab the, uh, we need to score points who's got the right playbook on this. In fact, I find yeah. most man-made religion rather uh, notional and silly, to be quite frank. Were you an altar boy? That. Were you an altar boy there, Cece? I was, I was, yeah, okay. and including uh, Latin mass. So uh, <laughs> really? that makes me like two steps removed from the current uh, Roman Catholic understanding on how we're supposed to be doing that. If you were um, an altar boy. You're like a super altar boy. Yes, now he is. All right. Uh, if you were an altar boy, what's God's phone number? Ooh. <laughs> <Come> Ooh. <on>. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't start with 666. No, no, no. Equum Spirit 220. Come on. Get I have a question. Well, I'm anxious, yeah. to, read the, anxious wow. to read the book. To, to, is this on? See that connection, Sylvia, okay. between your reference of the cosmic Christ, I'm still trying to get this straight, to UFO appearances. And, and Sylvia, I have to jump in that if he does read this book, as he's promised on air, listen, it will be a God divine event that he's actually read the book <laughs> yes. cover to cover yes. on any of the events that's gone on. He, so you could be the miracle worker here uh, in the one one back. Well, listen to what you're up against, though. Okay, yeah, listen Mrs. to one one is very interested in it too. So okay. that may prompt us uh, to pull the trigger right away on Amazon. Why do you have to drag her into this? Listen, he wrote, he yeah. wrote the forward to a book. By a friend of mine, and he never read the forward. Never mind reading the book. I read the forward. No, like, come on. Okay, I let her answer the question, please. What was the question? <laughs> is uh, 
It was costly oh, yeah, price. Any one of the boxes that was in that right. in that oh, pile sorry. of uh, of of stuff that was just thrown up in the air there. Right. Um, the reference to the cosmic crisis is kind of interesting. It's not an, uh, something I've come up with. I'm just reporting what other people are saying they're looking forward to. And they uh, have started out to different groups. Uh, if you want to call them new agers, you can. But there's been a set group that has been at this for many years now where they're saying that, yeah, we're, we're going into this new age and we're going to have a, a new world teacher. It's going to be this cosmic Christ. Um, and they... The, the interesting thing about that connection is that they see this entity or whatever this this person is as someone who is also connected with UFOs. So supposedly this guy has air support. So I'm not sure how that's going to play out um, down the road here. But that's, I, I, again, another aspect to what I think people are seeing and thinking something's going to happen. So we'll throw that one in there, too. All right. And I like the fact that you're looking at a very broad spectrum of phenomena and looking for patterns and parallels in the way it kind of connects. Right, it's, it's perfectly all right, I think, to focus on specific areas. But I think occasionally if we step back like you are, and that's kind of what I do with my, my, my the little bit of research I do, is uh, I can't help but look at things. I mean, things will jump out at you if you, if you, if you look at the broad spectrum. If we listen to the reports, what people are telling us, I mean, obviously, we try and uh, understand, see if they are credible or not. But a, a lot of researchers go in with a very pre preconceived idea and will and will actually say things like, I don't want to hear about the Bigfoot you saw. I want to hear about that UFO you saw, except from outer space. And, and I, I've talked to other researchers that it was the opposite, where they, they were hearing about the, the, they wanted to hear about the Bigfoot. But I don't care about that strange light you saw in the sky at the same time. I want to know about this unknown hominid. So, yes, I, I appreciate that, that style of... Uh, research where you're looking at everything and putting it together with the exception of raven we're all of the age i will probably remember the literary illusion i will throw here it was a very popular thing in the uh, 80s that went forward to say if you just relax your eyes looking at this picture you'll see something a spaceship a shark a bird you remember those uh, those uh, sure uh, graphics that were out there and you had to really just kind of like relax your focus to see whatever it was that was hidden in that pattern of uh, of the display if you focused at it too tently, you could not see it. You had to relax, and when your depth of field or your vision opened up, you could see this three-dimensional object that they had on it. Raven, you can look this up online later. It's a, it's a, it was a very interesting... Oh, uh, Long time ago. Oh, oh, can yes. you hear me? Yes. I'm not a fetus. Oh, I wait, wow, wow, wow. About. I'm listening. <laughs> well, you're you're, you're <laughs> very well I just... know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> that okay. is what I think can I break in? misses oh, a lot of times when we talk about paranormal investigation, extraterrestrial investigation. Is, is which was putting on online there. You look at one aspect and you're not willing to even note the other things that are around. I understand if you're interested in one particular area, mm -hmm. but to dismiss stuff is the problem with journalism, uh, scientific inquiry. We, we, we focus on it and we literally throw out other things that don't fit because wow. we have a preconceived way we want to go. And that hurts. Can I ask you a question? Convincing people what's going because on. Because you're right Can about you that question? narrative that people are trying to put yeah. their little cookie cutters in right. and they're only trying to see it one way, but Listen. we definitely need, yeah, more people that are. Thank you, Raven, not to see us. Right. Now, listen, now that I, we're on the I subject. I got one more question. Oh, go ahead. Raise your hand. Go ahead. Sylvia, have you gotten any flack or negative feedback on the premise of the book? That uh, 
Well, you know, the Amazon reviews most have been very positive. Of course, there's one that didn't obviously understand it. So that's yes. okay. That, that's really okay because that's, that's healthy. Yeah, that tells me people yep. are, are thinking at least or looking at this or attempting to look at They're it. They're wrong, but it's healthy. <laughs> <laughs> right. but, wow. You know, it, it's true. It's You'll never learn anything if you go in with preconceived notions about things. And, and I just have learned over the years not to discount anything. Right. Oh. Uh, I may not understand it. There may not be a uh, premise for it like a, the, the derby but i'll yes. slot it somewhere maybe it'll connect somewhere later yeah. on but i think you have to be fair and let people talk and listen to them and uh and a good investigator will do that you know you don't want to lead somebody by making suggestions about what they should say yes or try to interpret it for them but you just need to listen and let them talk and explain it as they would. Mm-hmm. So, well, as a formal aviator, I, I really appreciate that from your medical background, yes. having that kind of open mind and, and ready to hear what the, the patient you or probably. the pilot in this case has to say, <laughs> the aviator has to say, and, and try to treat them. So I appreciate yes. that approach okay. a lot. Right. Okay. It, it works in medical very well. <laughs> hey, listen, um, so Sylvia, let me ask you this. So you said that uh, when you had your sighting, right, you were 18 years old, right? Uh, yeah, first time. But, you know, I told you I was kind of dragged into this because I don't know that there's some of us that are just tapped on the shoulder for having weird experiences that's all the their lives. But um, I've certainly have had my own. And uh, that's why I'm really not judgmental about other people that say they've had something happen or they've seen something. Mm-hmm. Um, and isn't it difficult to... Um, place to be in because most of the time you cannot speak about these things right. and if you do people tend to kind of start moving to the other side of the room so <laughs> right. you know you, you just have to well, you just, it out and be brave and you need to hang out at our party i was gonna so say you gotta go to the right kind of party to move to any side of the room <laughs> you well, push to the center of the room right. wow, huh? but you know it's true you just you have to um kind of hold your own on that but you know it comes down to you know what i say and even in my book um i talk about you know if I didn't say something about this, how could I answer for this? If I had this information, yes. um, so I'm saying something about it. Yes, yeah, sure, sure. Hey, so listen, so you're a married woman, right? Where you saw a male walking around in the background. Yeah, that yes. was that was him. That's him. It was not the guy on the JJ, as you said. So look, so what's he think about all this? He's very supportive. Um, and in fact, he was there when we had the sighting of the, the orb-type objects. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's been very helpful if you have a, a spouse that's right there with you and supports you. Yes. And unfortunately for other people, it's not necessarily the case. So oftentimes that makes it rough for them. But that's when you get down to standing on your own convictions, I suppose. Right. But for my case, um, I'm very fortunate to have um, a husband who is very much interested as I am and supports me. Yes. Okay. So, Good to hear. Awesome. Right, we may put that in a PSA. So listen, so um, do you think, and in, in you, you mentioned this earlier, and, and we're going to wrap it up soon. We won't keep you very much longer, but do you think that there are certain people who are, as you say, kind of tapped on the show, there are certain people who just are on earth to see these things? Because I've never seen anything. I say it all the time on the show. Never seen anything even close to what what other people see. Do you think certain people are just, you know, more likely to see stuff? You know, I don't know. There seems to be some kind of pattern to that. Maybe it's um, historical, genetic. I don't don't know Mm -hmm. how to classify it. But you often hear people say, well, I've never been able to talk to anybody, but this this goes on with my family all the time. And um, so it's hard to really say, yeah, there's a certain segment of society because everybody's life is different. It'd be easy to say everybody that has uh, brown hair and green eyes, Hmm. you know, they're, they're candidates. That's not the case. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah. But very interesting. And and just going back real quick to the Marian apparitions, what basically we're saying is that the ones that involve the Catholic Church get the most press, right? They're the most heard about. 
I think so, because I think it being a church, people are more, uh, I think, accepting of it, mm-hmm. whether it's somebody who is giving a, a personal statement about something and, you know, you're looking at this thing, well, this is a well-respected organization or yes. a church or something that has come out with this information. Right, sure. So I tend to agree with you on that, but yeah, it's hard to say that, like you say, they have the inside track. Right. Yes. You know? Right. Uh, so listen, so. We will let you go. The time has come, okay? Thank you for being a good sport and being with us. We really appreciate it. And let's really yeah. Thank uh, real Thank you for having me. Thank you so much, Welcome. Sylvia. Excellent job. Looking forward to reading pleasure. your book. But the Great. name of the book is Storm on the Horizon, The New Age, UFOs, and a Cosmic Christ by Sylvia McKelvey. Uh, just go on Amazon, get it. You'll get it like tomorrow if you order tonight. Thanks, Sylvia. And uh, I asked this to all, I guess, but would you ever come back? Oh, sure. I'll come back anytime. That's what they all say. (laughs) Thank you, Sylvia. We really appreciate it. So why don't we uh, take a commercial break now? We're waving to you. We're a radio show, but (laughs) um, let's take a commercial break now, and we'll be right back after this. You're listening to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks on our show here on the Distant Thunder Radio Network. We'll be right back. Do you know where the world's most secret bases are located? Do you know what spooky action at a distance means? Is there a conspiracy by aliens to prevent us from conquering space? And where is the best place in the United States to see a real UFO? Find the answers to all these questions and more in Mac Maloney's new book, Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe. Visit places you never knew existed, the Phantom Tunnels of Tokyo, the UFO Trail in South America, Hong's Hats, and the very mysterious M Triangle. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe contains hundreds of reports on ghosts, haunted planes and ships, weird celebrity deaths, mysterious sounds, and a breakdown of every monster in America, state by state. You've heard him talk about it on the radio. Now, get all of Mac's paranormal research in one large volume. Mac Maloney's Haunted Universe, with a forward by the very famous Juan Juan. On sale now in your local bookstore or on Amazon.com. I was in the hospital with my son for 18 months. When he got injured, I wasn't prepared, but I knew I had to be strong. When I was told about John's injury, I was in complete shock. I just remember rushing into his room and giving him a big hug and letting him know I was there. These veterans and families are just a few of the heroes we serve at Homes for Our Troops. For thousands of severely injured veterans, everyday life is filled with barriers. It was really the the little things throughout the house. Counters that you can't roll up to. I had to drag my wheelchair down steps. I want to help, but he is so determined. At Homes for Our Troops, we build specially adapted custom homes with features like wheelchair access, roll-in showers, and automatic door openers that allow them to function independently and focus on their recovery and family. This house is freedom. It's hope. It's a new beginning. This house has given me my family back. To learn more, visit hfotusa.org. So listen, this is what we're gonna do. We're gonna come genius. back. We're gonna come back, and we're gonna we're gonna. And Raven's gonna tell Coco his fortune, and Coco's gonna talk about the um, Holy See. The Holy See with the with the whiskey. Holy See, just leave it at that. Holy Don't sea. give any more away. And then, uh, but I, I'm gonna start off the segment with telling you what happened here during the last segment, okay, involving Bob the Ghost. Yes. Here we go. Spill the tea. You ready, there, uh, Lois? 
Hey, uh, Pearl is the name of uh, Casper's girlfriend. Pearl? Pearl. Created by Harvey that Comics. That debuted what? in the comic books. That's an easy one. Come on. Three. <laughs> yeah. Huh. I mean, what was the name of Tonto's horse? Pearl. Scout. <laughs> Scout, right. Was yes. it Scout? Hmm. Hey, here we go. Scout is the name of my Sim character because oh. that's the only life that I live. Yeah, what character? In five seconds? My Sim. You're it's sim a simulation. Oh, you're a Sim <laughs> character. Sim. Holy cow. It's a Sim life. Come on. Isn't it? Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome back. Back forward to you. Did he approve the, uh, the quiz to take to find out what mythological animal you identify with there's a uh, quiz uh, that i provide to it's back in the uh, on to all of you he yeah. didn't he it's, didn't send me that it's in the cavalcade oh, wow. of emails that i have to, I, we we need to all take that quiz and then we reveal on air what our animal what our creature is i know what mine is that'd be a good thing to do oh it's great it's a lot of fun the questions are really wacky i was extremely uh, surprised by the answer that i i generated for yourself Yes. For yeah. Okay. What were you? A goat? I didn't answer for you, Mac. I don't have. I don't have half the answers to the questions for you. And were you a goat that walked on two legs or something like that? No, I'm not. Things? I'm not going to. Unless we're all going to play, I'm not. Uh, I'm not revealing. Okay. I, it could be like a, instead of a that's, gender reveal, it could be your I, mythological animal idea. reveal. I think. Oh, I think it's a great idea. Thank you, Ray. Say this. Thank you. That is a Go good idea. If we, I'm not Medusa, then I'm not coming on the air. We have started. Well, you have to answer the questions, kidding. girl. I don't know what else to tell you. So listen, let me start. <laughs> we're going to leave it in. Uh, hey, this is uh, Mac Maloney, and uh, how would I start? No, welcome back to Mac Maloney's Mill Tracks. I'll show here on the uh, Distant Thunder Radio Network. As you can see, we left the mics on coming out of break, but uh, we're here. JJ's here. You betcha. Coco's here. On the way. Switch is here. Yep. Raven is here The uh, with the librarian glasses Hello. on, by the way. And also, Lois Lane making a... A rare appearance in the studio, and after what just happened, this could be her last. Her last, her last in the studio. So anyway, <laughs> uh, a crazy night. But listen, what happened? We had a last last uh, segment we had on an author. She was really good. You know, I'm 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 glad she rolled with it. Okay, there was a couple of questions I kept in my pocket, but her name was Sylvia McKelvey, and the name of her book was Storm Over the Horizon: The New Age UFOs and the Cosmic Christ. And she knew uh, more than we did all put together, right? Wouldn't you say? I think so. Okay, so listen. So well, she, she obviously, obviously linked to the Mac Maloney book. That's too, right. So very, about halfway that, through. That was very, very nicely. Yeah. Very, <laughs> okay, very the, subtle, very, uh, very well played. The magic of Google. So, um, but anyway, uh, so in the middle of that, when you guys so, um, you know, brilliantly carried on the, 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 the uh, dance, uh, Lois uh, indicated to me that she heard someone come in the front door. You know, oh, yes. With the bells, okay? Ew. Uh, yeah. What? Yes. Are and, you serious? Uh, Bob. No. <laughs> yes, Bob. Oh. So, and then she runs out while we're on the air. And so then I killed the microphones and I went out, searched the place. But one, one, you know, that does no good. And and now, right. now we're here for another freaking half hour with the thing. Heard the door. I mean, nobody visits, unless somebody's going to be on the air in the other studio, nobody's coming in the door. No one's coming in the from door. From their car, and grabbing their no. lunch or something. There's no, so, no car out there. Can right. I ask just a simple security question? Go ahead. Yes. To help isolate this into the supernatural versus the... Uh... Are we armed? No. Why isn't the door oh. locked? Why don't you lock the door oh, I... when you come in? The door is locked. The yeah, door is locked. It's and usually you, locked. Yeah, and no. you, you need a key. Oh, my God. No, no. It's not locked while we're here, though. Yes, it is. Sure. When I lock the door. Yes, it is. It's not locked. If I, when I go out for a breath of fresh air, I have to use the key to get back in. 
That's that's even creepier. That's true. I didn't know. Ah, That's cold. That is very creepy. Have you guys saged that place? Well, if if I'm working in the studio and Pete is still there or one of the employees is still there, I I said, just lock me in. You know, I know how to find the key if I need to get in, if I... I have, you know, I have a key now, actually, right? Yeah, I yes. have a key. Yeah. I'm going to leave a so memo. I'm good. Lock me in. I'm going to leave a memo for Pistol Pete. This is where Sage we need to place. bring a Ouija board. <laughs> you might Ouija. not want, yeah. Ouija, Ouija board. Ouija board. Right. No accent, New York. Ouija. We board. should just remind I, people that Bob the Ghost. I, <laughs> I mean, we were in this. We were in this radio station that is like in the middle of a neighborhood. It looks like an, just another house, except there's an antenna out right. back. Okay, and it's in a beautiful part of Exeter. I was just out getting, uh, let's say, a glass of water in the little lounge there. It looks out onto the golf course and studying the beautiful. beautiful night sky. Yeah, you over kidding. Exeter. Um, yeah. So anyway, there Bob the Ghost. So he was the engineer here for thirty years. He lived like two houses down, and he dropped dead. Just you know. Shortly before, you know, we started broadcasting from here. Okay, people are probably sick of hearing this story, but no. we're here. In the studio or at home? In the studio. In the studio. Why would he drop dead at home? I feel he, like, he'd love well, because sometimes spirits can, can uh, attach to uh, a place that was comfortable to them. Yes. But yeah, because sure. it happened at the studio, I'm wondering if, like, he's, like, just still going to work, business as usual, like, lit a bit, I'm just going right, to boot that around. Well, the, the stuff will and work. I have a feeling we're going to be happy with all the programming I was going to say that, yeah, the, station, the stuff will work better. During certain times, uh, flicking lights, going, making noises, opening oh, and closing doors. Probably wonders who these interlopers Only when we're doing the Mac Maloney show. Hey, listen. Anybody else's show. Oh, that hurts my one, soul. One, one. One, one. That's not, that's not like, cooperative and helpful. One, wouldn't Mr. Things... I wrote the forward to a book I never read. <laughs> he read isn't, he just hasn't got to it yet. Hey, one, one, don't you think things would work better if there was an engineer here? 24 <laughs> seven. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's inside. Hey, well, listen, that, that uh, seems like a little. We love this place. No. Below the horizon. We love this place. Like a cruise missile that just. No, came no, over no, the crest no. That's looks wrong. like the SS one one is taking on uh, water here. <laughs> I was going for the cheap joke. I was going for the cheap joke. Shots fired and secondary fire is seen. You can't, you can't get better from. I don't know, people to do business with than these people, you know? Look what they let us get away with. Come on. They gave us the key. Right. Thank you. And you can listen to the show on Seacoast Oldies. That's right. 91 and 97.1. They have a great website. You can grab everything from this uh, crazy show. You know who's featured on that website is uh, Lola Cash. Lola Cash. Let me say it again. Lola Cash. Sounds a lot like Lois Lane, right? I know that name. Yes. Yeah, yes. Come on. You, didn't you see that? that name. She was in all those Switches ads. black and white. Wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm like, starring in a black and white science fiction flick. Yeah. What's the name of that? Is that, uh, so no, cool. don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Is this, uh, I mean, let me take the shades off. Attack. Does, does that guy have oh, a big not, head? It's not it's, a flick, actually. Oh, it's not a movie? It, well, no, they've got the, the cops there and the Air oh, Force okay. guy, it looks like. But those are George Adamski flying saucers. Oh, okay. All right. Do you remember? Uh, if I was in the movie, they would be masquerading as peaceful Venusians. And then the next scene, the guys would get zapped by disintegration rays. Wow. Okay. That, and, and, of course, I'd be the guy who was warning them. Yes. So I would be getting out of the way in, in just the right time You're and take... develop some kind of a scientific gizmo to get rid of the evil aliens. Wow. Boy, there's a peek well, into his For life. the ray, I guess if you try a mirror, that would be a pretty effective way to just reflect the, right. uh, yes. the laser beam back at them. But that, that's just me in plain old physics. Isn't it the easiest way? Is... Spoiling the mood. Sorry. The best way. Hey, so switching. You know, maybe to... they're afraid of marsupials or something. We find their Achilles heel. Okay. Now we're down in Australia. I actually quite, I find marsupials quite uh, quite cute. Okay. Quite so do I. But Don't we all? You know. All right. Listen. Especially those I wouldn't un- trust anybody that doesn't like a marsupial. It, it, exactly. Especially those underwear ads where they equate, you know, the the uh, 
the pouch. The pouch to, to what? Uh, what are you saying, Mac? Come the on, banana where, where hammock. As the kids oh, say, watch okay. it. Doreen is reacting. It's okay. She can't hear us. Yeah. <laughs> Doreen, Doreen's at home. And we're not <laughs> supposed to use code names. One, one. We're supposed to stick to Lois. Yeah, yeah. That's right. <laughs> all right. Hey, listen. I gotta say, now that we're talking about Australia and all the screwed up things that happened down there, last week, Jocko Johnson. Okay, he's he's like the yeah. he's like the Tom Brady of the show. All right, he did that thing on the emu wall. Oh, my God, that's incredible. Were you guys here for that? Were you here for that? You guys weren't here for that. No, but I know of the Emu Ward, because they spent some time in Australia. It's a pretty funny little... JJ, you were here. Yes, it's yeah. it's, it's. I it's, think everyone was here. Yeah, except for Coco. Except for Coco, right? And and it's it's. I listened back to it on Alexa on um you know that thing, and um, it sounds so funny hearing Jocko like give this kind of um, you know, book report. Brooklynese, you know? yes, yeah, 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 yeah. And the way he was describing them, they come out in squads, and but the but the emus were. You listen to it, and you say, how could they be this smart? They would charge. The Australian Army that had guns and artillery and stuff. Okay, they would be they would try to catch them out in the out in the on the flatland, thousands of them, like fifty thousand of them. And when they started shooting at them, they broke up into small parts and started like zooming back and forth and zigzagging, and you couldn't hit them because they had small yeah. heads and, you know, you couldn't hit them. You know, and and they won the war. Yeah. They won the war <laughs> against the Australian Army. Okay, not their proudest moment. Okay. Still but, very upset the emus that uh, the kangaroo is on the uh, on the fin flash of the right. airline, so, and so they're not an emu. They're, they're, um, you notice the kiwis got it all straight. They got the kiwi bird on their airplanes. Yeah, they're much smaller. But but what's isn't the there difference? an emu protection society now? Or no, uh, they raise them. Have I not given to enough animal it's rights? Called PETA. Yeah, PETA. slipped my mind. I can yeah. I got a calendar. I don't, think Peter, I don't even think Peter can spell emu. Now listen, listen. What's the <laughs> difference between an emu? Uh, we were nice enough uh, at the end of the show to give out a recipe. Raven for emu sandwiches. Remember that? Sounded good. Yeah, sounded yeah. Like the yeah. Water so, stuff so who here is eating? Who here is eating kangaroo? Who, who here yeah. is eating kangaroo? How can you eat kangaroo? Well, oh, that's awful. Please, that's okay. Awful. That's yeah. like eating. We're passing out recipes for stuff that we haven't eaten. What's it taste I'll, like? I'll, I'll pass I'll, on literally chicken. No thanks. Yeah, yeah really. Hey, listen. What's it? What's it taste like? How avant-garde that we pass out recipes for stuff that we have not eaten and do not intend to eat. How do we go down this road? Lois, can you, you save us? kangaroo meat in the stores. You know, How did we like, get uh, here? <laughs> What's it taste like? Does it taste like chicken? I don't know. I have it's like a turkey. It's quite a turkey, honestly, very course. much like turkey. Yeah. Those things Mostly are weird. Mostly dark meat. When you see, when, when you see them like boxing humans, they're almost like yeah. humans Wait from a, a different place. Kangaroos? Yeah, kangaroos. Like about, kangaroos. Uh, kangaroos. Uh, kangaroos. Oh, oh, emus don't box humans. They'll kill a human if they get their feet up. Is that what you're talking about that tastes so good? I missed a key phrase there, and I thought you meant a human in a box. Me too. I'm wow. going to vom. Let me vom. Hang on. Okay. So listen, let's go to this. Okay. I noticed tonight Raven hasn't had a vom moment. Okay. Amazing. Not yet. But we There's may still be approaching time. it. Okay. Listen, why don't we, why don't we talk about uh, Coco's- The uh, Holy See? The, no, the, no. Yeah. Well, 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 I think the Holy See would be funny after, <laughs> after this. So what we're going to do is, uh, you know, we found out what your birthday is. And as we oh, say, yeah. uh, Raven has a crystal ball and she knows how to use it. We'll put, some, we'll put some laughter in there. So. She's licensed in a many dimensions with that crystal ball. And tonight, you're the victim, okay? Last week, Switchy was the victim. Very true. Yeah, were you here last week, Switch? No, it wasn't Switchy. Who was it? Oh, um, it was, it was, so. it was, it was Jocko. Was I was no. It was Jocko. Okay. Yeah, yes. a deep dive okay. into Jocko's life. It, it, and it hit, it was like 99%, 99% true. Anyway, so now it's your time, Coco. Ready? You're, you, you, where, were you, where were you in October? When's your birthday? October. Really? And so what are you? I'm a Scorpio. Yeah, you're one of those assholes. Okay. All right. Let's start. Okay, here we go. 
I believe I phrased it almost that way to you, Mac. Raven. I didn't use the sphincter as a uh, as a uh, to bring particular out. thing, but uh, you know, okay. let us carry on and let Raven, please, give Raven. me my fortune. Please mm-hmm. tell him, tell tell us so, everything we want to know about him. I show Stop in my crystal ball that my you are October twenty first, twenty fourth. I'm sorry, October twenty fourth. Um, and this is the day of sensational detail. Uh, you are ruled by the number six and by Venus. Uh, you are magnetic in attracting love and admiration. You have two major themes in your life, and those are dramatic revelations and discoveries and painstaking attention to detail. Uh, while you can be assertive, uh, you have the ability to say more through your silence. So the quality of what you do speaks more for itself. Um Versus, obviously, wow, what happened? speaking. Hey, listen, Raven, can I just interrupt uh, you for sorry, a second? I'm sorry, my cat just broke in. That's okay. <laughs> let me introduce you. For, let me just... Uh, a cat burglar? Yeah, quit. let me just uh, interrupt you for a second. So far, this is a foul ball. What? A, a foul ball? Yes, yes. It's usually a home run or a double or a triple. But oh, so no, far, no. If you let me respond, Mac, I will share some okay, details. Well, take down uh, what she's saying. Write down we'll discuss each point. Go ahead, please, Raven. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, and I'm used to being a fall okay. ball, Max, so no, I don't no, think that no, as a no. personal thing at all. No, we're going to discuss. <laughs> Go ahead. Um, okay. You are a perfectionist in your professional and your personal life. Well, here we um, go. Being very aware of the smallest details, and this can make it difficult to live or work with you. And you also despise phoniness and can recognize dubious information quickly. Your strengths, uh, you are magnetic and you are a perfectionist. Okay. Um, and weaknesses, you can be jealous and you can be overstressed. Uh, can I interrupt you? Uh, your tarot card. Can I please interrupt yeah. you before? This? Now you're right. Now now we're up to home run territory, okay? Because those last those last two. <laughs> when you agree there, JJ? When I'm you, writing those down. Yeah. That, that, that was the perfect. I can. Out of the park. Give, give me the tarot card. I'm very curious to what you're claiming is my tarot card. See what happens. You have a beautiful card. Oh, this is geez. one of my favorites. Figures. Your card is the lovers, and this oh. is a beautiful card. As you can see, we have two Canadian geese. The these are these are my those are Canada my geese, cards. not Canadian geese. It's Canada geese. I have Canadian uh, neighbors, yes. Canadian friends, and they're very very strict about can that I, term. Can, it's can, Canada can I, geese. Canada. Hey, switch. Right. Can you take a picture Canada. of us? Can take a picture of us. What? Can you take a picture of us, please? Okay. To send out. Uh. Ooh. Especially, you know, uh, no, no. Uh, either one I'm, of you. But I'm let me busy. ask. Let me ask you this though. You're saying that the tarot card is the lovers for him. Did you say lovers? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, and I will give. What, I will give my reason why. But listen, I know. But listen, five years ago, you have to hear this first. We used to have this psychoanalyst. Come on, what was her name? She was the weather girl in, in you know, Russia. Doctor Laura. Doctor Laura. Okay, the love doctor, and she gave us all titles. And in Coco was the was the friggin' lovely one, right? Remember. And I was right. the foundation, was the, sensitive one. the sensitive one. That's it. Yeah, yeah. He is a water sign, so that makes sense. He's water a sign. And I was the action guy. He, you were the action guy, and I was the foundation. <laughs> Maybe she was wrong from the beginning. Who knows? But look. So anyway, all right. Now He's here he is. Yeah. So he has a sensitive side to him. Interesting. What about that woman that used to come to the studio live? Uh, what was her name? I drove her home once. Because whoa, 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 we're going down that road. There for? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Before we uh, open up yeah, that let me, let's just switch or, uh, memory, okay. uh, as the case may be, one, one. Um, yes. Do let's, I have a chance to respond to some well, of the Well, let's say, no, yeah, we're, doing, we're still doing do. the tarot card. The tarot card, please. Is that it for the well, tarot card? I, I will get, uh, let me take the tarot card for last. The number six is my number. Uh, my favorite number is the number that I uh, routinely uh, 
gravitate towards. So there's no way that Raven would have any clue whatsoever that six. Okay. I am a person that would love My to say that I. Two. Uh, I would uh, I would say I'm a person who would love to say that uh, Venus has absolutely no uh, influence on me, but it's obvious that, that that is incorrect. I am definitely under the thumb of almost every woman that I meet oh, wow. and uh, become uh, part of. So uh, that's very, very true. Is that what that means? Um, I'm not that good on the being a perfectionist, but I do oh. demand following patterns. I do follow. I do expect like checklists to be followed. Wait, wait, hang on, hang on. For that kind of hang on. You're not, not a perfectionist. Right? You're not a perfectionist. Because you're a pilot, don't you kind of have to be a perfectionist to make in, sure in everything's respect, okay to go? Correct. I mean, I, I think that is a defining aspect. That even though I uh, I kind of enjoy the the art of the flying more than the, maybe the the science of it. Okay. That I see myself filling in there, and that's the reason why I always identified with What's that all mean? your books, the Wingman series, Strike Masters, all of them. What is because of that that factor that you always seem to uh, to I'm very sure. beautifully capture. So okay. I, I get that. Um, the uh, I can't wait to tell. Um, I'm going to wake up Mrs. Cobra when I get upstairs after the show's over. She has to get up early for work to tell her about the lover's tarot card. Don't tell it. And, uh, and it was our geese, idea. Canada geese, rather. She's going to be so excited <laughs> yes. you in the morning that, uh, you know, that I am upstairs uh, with my tarot card. Tell, us, be, uh, tell her we said hey. Here. Okay, uh, so 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 um, that's it? Is that the tarot card? Does it say he's going to win at the track or anything? Anything good? <laughs> no, it doesn't work like that. Wow. It doesn't work that way. Uh, See, that's a bunch card of... symbolizes the love that unites humanity through the combination of feminine and masculine polarities. Wow. So it makes a lot of sense that it's, he is it's a bad, sense of it. it does kind of line up with what Dr. Laura said. I don't yes. see that, quite honestly, in myself, but this seems to be a repeating theme that comes Maybe up. Maybe I'll so see it give, in you. Uh, yes. I, I have to give appropriate I mean, uh, applause to I'm uh, just reading out of my crystal ball. Right, but I will say this. My children will back this up quite well, that I'm generally a fairly talkative uh, individual. I yes. do uh, you know, gab it's a great length, but when I do go silent, it does tend to really scare people, scare people uh, yes. intensely because <laughs> that usually means I've passed over into this realm of white hotness that I'm about ready to uh, to go off the scales with how I'm going to respond. When I get quiet, it's yes. usually when things I am really at my worst. Uh, really, condition. Yes. Okay, let us. So know. That's, I think it's a very accurate uh, read on me. Okay, so that said, okay, now we have just this little uh, piece having to do with scotch. Right now, look. Yes, let me let me bring up a proper background picture for this back while we're while we're queuing this up because this was a uh, an assignment that you gave me today to, uh, to be ready for. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. Eight minutes. What a, what a what a great rundown uh, to bring this up. Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, Mac uh, contacted me a little bit earlier today behind my shoulder. Can we all see who he's behind look, my shoulder? The Pope. Yep. The, chair? the Pope. He's on the chair. He's drinking. There he is. He's wow, drinking. he's drinking. He's drinking what the some f- of that holy water. No. Now, no. I see. Now, hold on. Tell the story from the beginning. Go ahead. Okay, so Mac uh, gave me a quick little thing because Mac knows my love of whiskey, uh, in particular scotch yes. and Irish whiskey. Yes. And uh, he said, hey, this I just picked this up. I had heard a little bit about this, but didn't pay much attention to it. Right. Um, since I'm a bit of what we call a lapsed uh, Roman Catholic in business, um, I've moved on to uh, other experiences along the way. Yes, but uh, I do pay attention to when you know different worlds collide or, or intersect. And when His Holiness, the Holy See, was visiting seminarians, uh, those are people that are studying to be priests. One one. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. In Scotland, uh, they presented him with a gift bottle. Of scotch. Of course, the now pump. the scotch like to claim that they are the founders of the particular brand of whiskey called scotch, which can only have that name if it is filled and created in Scotland. That's but it is well known 
by most of us of the uh, of the other Celtic uh, branches that it actually originates in Ireland. Irish. There's a bit of a debate. We'll let that go. This Trump. is not the night for that. The go Holy Tea is with the Scottish seminarians. They present him with this. And in most times when the when the Pope receives a gift like this, there's yeah. usually someone you know close yeah. by that just takes it. Passes it over. Right, but in sure. this particular occasion, he made a very demonstrative motion. Yes. He grabbed the bottle. He raised it over his head. He repeated out Cuesta Elaveda Aqua Santa, which means this is the true holy water. Yes. Uh, which really set off a number of people. Now, there happened to be a group of folks that were there filming it in a documentary uh, format that made note of this. And the I, I'm sure to most of the audience, this will not be a surprise. Go ahead. There's a rather uh, very critical process you have to go through. Anything that goes yes. uh, through the Vatican has to be reviewed by the Vatican. Yep. And when they return the film, they remove this particular they quote it out. from the Holy See regarding holy water. His, okay. uh, they thought it was not a, a proper statement that should represent the Pope. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, they don't want the Pope endorsing any particular type of scotch. I don't think that was really the hey, case. Listen. I think it was more of a There's situation where they just don't want the Pope but uh, putting any kind of a nod and, you know, the towards a particular brand of spirit. Right, but listen, but but let me just make a general statement, if you don't mind. I do have more, though, here, sir, so okay. please leave me a couple precious minutes. Oh, yeah. But, it, but the story goes on. Isn't it odd that the Vatican, who is the richest entity in the world, okay, by, by far, all right, and let's say they've been caught doing some shenanigans in the past 30, 40 years, let's say. Nice words. Nice words. Yep. That, that, that they edit out the Pope getting a bottle of whiskey? I mean, come on. Not, not at all. Think not about at all. That. The revisionist history is the plague of all humanity. Yeah, but that's so— This is why uh, we continue to fall into that. So it doesn't surprise me. What I do find interesting is that they would allow this kind of activity to occur, and then after the fact, not think in this day and age that wouldn't somehow get out, this is what the Pope said, and, and do that. So the I Pope— mean, th- That, to me, is what I found really weird about that particular the, the, the Pope doesn't have the uh, the firepower to over you know overrule what the Vatican senses say? Well, he probably didn't even know, right? I would probably think it's a little bit of both. Yeah. No, I don't—obviously, he doesn't have the power, or uh, somebody whispered it in his ear that uh, that's not a, that's a no-go. We yeah. don't do that. He so, used to be a, uh, a bouncer at a bar in Argentina, and he was a boxer at the same—at, at, 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 I think, the same time. So he's been around this guy. Yeah, he's kind of a worldly guy. Yeah, he's kind of a worldly guy, yeah. Which is good, you know, because but he's got handlers all over the place. Yeah, he's just sure. Yeah, he's like a like a head of state, an entourage. And it's so let me jump in with a couple more interesting points that, right. so we can uh, get these covered. There's an interesting effect it's called the Streisand effect that has been linked to this particular event, uh, named after Barbara Streisand, which is a situation where you don't want a particular event, you want to suppress something, and by suppressing it, you bring more attention to it. Right. He had some legal matter that came up in her life. Sometimes called psychological reactance uh, is the process where you say, don't think about elephants. Don't, whatever you think, you can think about anything, but don't think about elephants. And of course, what everyone's thinking about when you do that is elephants. That's what they're picturing. The more that you say um, that kind of event. So that's one interesting aspect. They wanted to suppress this because of the time and age that we live in. Uh, all they have done is magnify it. And it's, yes. it's, it has an internet life that is amazing unto yes. itself. Uh, Crack Magazine probably has the best. Uh, description of what went on with this online excellent well, stuff. You know, th- th- see, that's what's the funny of, is that they don't the know. Queen of England, Mac. They don't. Queen of England, who you have, who have spoken about the royal family amazingly, yes. figures in on the story. She catches wind of this, yes. and she gave a bottle of, of rare scotch <laughs> no. to the Pope no, after hearing no, the Pope's no. So he, now he's got two bottles of scotch, and he doesn't yeah, know what to do with them? Yeah, he's got at least two bottles of scotch wow. uh, on this. We don't know what his pronouncement, if this was another holy waters or not. 
But I do want to always end this up with, when we talk about beer, wine, and spirits, this is an important thing because spirits, this is where spirits in the alcohol sense gets its name. Go ahead. When monks would fast for long (laughs) periods of time, they could drink water. Yes. And in their fasting, because they were getting low on calories, they would have deeper religious uh, significant events in yes. their meditations and prayers. And, drink. and of course, in the passage of time, they would add little bits of things like wheat, barley, things into yeah. the water. Interesting. The fermentation of that water over time is what led to why so many monasteries are the founders of beer and wine <laughs> yeah. and spirits. <laughs> the monks were drunk. And spirits Go ahead. gets its name from becoming spiritual after consuming it. Wow. You would consume it in a state where you have not eaten a lot of food. When you fast, you're only allowed to have liquids. You have these spiritual uh, elements yes. that are added into drinking alcoholic beverages yeah. that allow you to commune better with God. And that is why I say, and I often said on my show, Go ahead. God's peace that surpasses all knowledge and understanding, and I will tip a little of holy water according to the Holy See. There you go. Okay, there all we go. You, hey, listen. Cheers. I was an altar boy. Now, I'm, this is all making sense, okay? So— one summer, I, I was the altar boy at the 6.30 mass five days a week for an entire summer. Imagine a kid like 11 years old, and, and that part of the summer is like ripped out of you. But anyway. 6.30 in the morning? morning? Yes. <laughs> yes. And you had to be there at 5.30. Oh, no. So you had to get up at oh, 5 no, o'clock. No. So anyway. Was, so, it, was this the high mass? It must not no, have No, no, no. The, the weekly. High mass is only on Sundays. Yeah, weekly, on, weekly I mass. I know, but. The daily mass. He said he did it for five weeks. It was, in the, uh, it was in the bottom part of the church. At the top part. Right, okay, yeah. Bottom part. And um, so what would Definitely, happen that's is, what so the so, so down the, the cellar, right down the cellar, and the pre, and there'd be there'd be fifty people there at most, right? And we yep. come out, and the and the and the priest, who I'm getting a feeling had probably kind of um, abstained, he come out and in in the in the all the boys there's a pot in the play where you you give him the water goblet and you give him the wine goblet, okay? <laughs> and we had this one priest, man. And, and the way that you poured it, in the way that he wanted you to stop, is he kind of tapped, you know, tap whatever you were pouring. The chalice. It's yeah. called the chalice. You bring it up to the cruet, and that you tell the Hey, listen, let me tell you. Father Daly, baby. <laughs> no water for him. He would, like, down a chalice worth of wine, and then another one later on in the show, right? and later on in the mass. And so he's already, it's like 6.30 in the morning, he's already two glasses of wine into it. Two glasses of wine would affect me no matter what, but it's 6.30 in the Easily. morning. I mean, really. Easily. So he's doing like he's doing the he's doing the face as it turns out. I feel but he's like gone maybe... by the next uh, gospel reading, right? Yeah, he's yeah. He, he, they they wouldn't read the gospel. I mean, one, I'm not sure which Catholic uh, church you were going to, I'm, but the I'm uh, trying to remember the order of the, the consecration is after the reading. Listen, after right, yeah, but they, isn't there another one afterwards? But there no, were people no, there here. Is I think a, you're thinking of Christmas or Easter. There you go. That one just goes on for days. Ever and ever <laughs> and ever, man. You know who likes that. So, I became like, a here's the a fourth bottle of wine, and it's like the first section of it. Okay. Look at Switch. Switch obviously is not of the faith, right, Switchy? Yes, not enough. I'm worried about the uh, the invading alien hordes behind okay. me. Sorry. I love you in distracted. black and white Coco. so much. Let me just. Let's, let's, yeah, he's just, a black and white kind of guy. Put it into yeah, this. Could be like a Hugh Marlowe or a uh, Richard Carlson. Do you think this is giving me like Alfred Hitchcock vibes? Wow. Okay. <laughs> you better go back to color there. Good evening. Coco, do you think that, I mean, we could assume that the Pope has a glass of scotch every once in a while, right? I mean, why not? Why not? I would think uh, he's probably on the same schedule I am. <laughs> That's what I didn't, Isn't it that whole I didn't say frequently. Like, Irishman. <laughs> yeah, okay. Aren't they just like not even supposed to have any fun at all? 
Like no, no wine, no scotch. No, that's not the Catholic faith that I'm aware of. No girls. No, it's not. Oh, I yeah. I've seen that. One. Yeah, they have no? fun. You just oh, don't gosh. hear about it. That's the problem. So okay. anyway, wow. So uh, that was interesting. Well, they're not supposed to have relationships other than the one with God. Yes. I yes. knew that one. That leads to trouble, as it turns out. Look, yeah. hey, Switch, do you remember <laughs> a movie? No fun with nuns, that's for sure. Don't, don't. See, no, okay. that's it. Oh, so we wow. can go on all night with non-junks. All right. Switch, do you remember a movie called This Planet Earth? It kind of looks like that. This Island Earth? This Island Earth, yeah, yeah. Do you remember that? Yeah, This yeah, Island Earth. Had the, yeah. uh, Great movie. The, the mutant guy with the big brain. With the big head. That's what it and looks like behind other, you there. Other dudes look kind of human, but they had tall foreheads. Right, yeah, yeah. And they take these people. It's really kind of a good plot. You know, they take these oh, people is. up and, uh, yeah, and, 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 and they try to take the, over the planet. Uh, the professor yes. gets killed earlier in the movie. The guy from Gilligan's from Island. Gilligan's Island. Right, yeah, yeah. Yes. The only reason I know it is I saw it in Mystery Science Theater, and, you know, he walks through. and Yes. Mystery Science Theater is so good. And the robot goes, so much for uh, and the rest because the first year they didn't introduce him as a character. It was like and the rest. <laughs> yeah, they funny. actually brought that back. Um, yeah, you were telling us. Yeah, we got to find that. They did a re, uh, not a reboot, I guess, but a continuation. Yeah. And so the these these young these youths, yes. they can grow up with it. Youths. Yeah. See those those people. I mean, the way you hear it because they they did do like streaming stuff later on, but they were like um, was it Shit's Creek? Ever see that show? They, they, oh my God, it's one of my they quit. Fantastic. They quit at it the so at the funny. top of their thing. The, the MST was finally getting ratings. Like people were watching it, and then they and then they, they quit. They had been at it for like about eight years or so. They didn't they didn't know the success they had until it went away. Then you can never you know to bring a, a TV show back is like for you know it, it just doesn't happen. You know unless you're gonna reboot yeah. something. Yeah. Can I change the subject real quick? Do you think after two hours and I'm gonna ask Lois this? Do you think Ravens have you know accomplished the crazy librarian look? Take a look. She's got it going on. She's got it going on. That's the official word. Over. She's got it all over. We, of course, coming from yeah, a woman right. evaluating it, that's right. really worth evaluating. Right. It makes sense. Yep. I know. I know. We're just playing along with anything that comes along. And since I'm under the influence of Venus, everything I say is completely screwed hey, up. You're the one who. Completely under the. You're the one who made that confession there. Okay, that's fine. Look, I'm comfortable. I'm comfortable making the confession, Mac. I'm comfortable in my skin. Okay, I am under my wife's thumb. Right here. Right here. Wow. We're a radio show, but he's he's displaying something, one thing crushing another. Okay. We need the YouTubes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We might have to get to work on that. That's a little, you know. But anyway, wow, interesting. So it's probably time to bring the train into a station. If you get my drift there from any station. I, it's a very subtle uh, comment, but I, I, I do get the trip. Okay. All right. And um, it's time to uh, end the show. It, it it seems like we just started, didn't it? Way back then? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Let me thank. Any plugs we got to do? Yeah. Well, let me thank our uh, guest. Okay. Because let's face it, she's never coming back. Sylvia she McKelvey. Will. No. Really? No. You know why you almost asked? I think so. No. No. Yeah, why not? Mm. I think so. Yeah. No, no, no. She would have got a glass of wine when we insinuated she should get a glass of wine. But anyway, do you remember that uh, we had a guest on once? We shouldn't say her name, but she's supposed to be on for like 15 minutes. And we said, you want to stick around? And she said, yeah. And we said, why don't you go get a glass of wine? And she was some doctor or something up in the Hudson Valley. I shouldn't you know, be that specific. And she drank a whole bottle of wine by the end of the show, man. She was, do you remember that, Bonnie? She, I don't. She was. Um, you were just as drunk as she was. Remember a woman that she was, took yeah. a whole bottle of wine? Yeah, she's usually like that's like I'm, usually on his checklist. I would latch right onto that. Absolutely, having a checklist and being a perfectionist. But right. uh, for a one-one, that's like uh, you know, 
Right. That's a ticket it's to like ride. Candy and a baby, right there. <laughs> a ticket to ride. Wow, there's a there's a nice choice of Maybe. words. Wow, a whole wow, bottle wow. of wine. Like, how are you not deceased the next day? Well, she uh, would, who knows? That she would wasn't. literally kill me. Yeah, right. Well, you know, she's probably home the next day, but she had a good time, and it's probably the first time she had a good time. And that's you know, all that matters. Several good days. for her. Yes, several days or at least a weekend. So anyway, so um, oh, let's. And, and, so Mac, in some in some relevance, Mac is that to understand that she never returned to the show and she has not been asked back. That's yeah, that's kind of the road I was we going. We should ask her back. As it turns out, we should ask her back. We did, we did. Yeah, she's busy. As it turns, I'm going to read the book cover to cover. Then I'm going to ask some questions for her. Okay. All right. Who are you talking about? The doctor Sylvia? from the Hudson yeah. Valley or uh, our new guest that was on Sylvia. tonight? Sylvia. Sylvia. Yeah. Okay. Like I said, one one. The Pope will send you a dispensation if, if you, you actually do read a cover book, the uh, cover to cover. If you read a book, yeah. you know, you should send me a dispensation because. All those movies that I wasn't allowed to see because the uh, the Catholic doctrine, the, the confraternity of whatever, right? They were the said you can't movie. watch that movie. And I didn't go see that movie. Yes, when I was a kid. And you and you missed out a part of your childhood, right? Right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Like Name House, one, of, one. House of Dracula. I'm or, curious. Uh, Yellow Frankenstein. Linda Lovelace. Yeah. Or something, you know, things like I that. Mean, they wouldn't let me what, see. You're going to use crucifixes to get rid of some of those guys. <laughs> wow. Listen, just say, you know, or just do this. three Hail Marys, yeah. and then you're good. Save the money. Yeah. Just do what you think is. Yeah, right. Wow. And then do the shot of scotch, because oh, if the Pope man. does yes. it, you can do it. That's right. See, that's your, the problem. Henceforth uh, and forevermore on Mac Maloney's Military X-Files, whiskey you shall be referred to as the holy water, please. I don't want to keep bringing this up, but the holy sea has spoken. Okay. Can we get behind? One right. small thing here. He's an expert One in small scotch. thing, Raven. We, we, oh, holy water. Yeah. We I'm had it downstairs. I'm going to have some more holy water after this show. Do you really? Okay, <laughs> cool. Give us a report. Uh, we had a conversation one night. Then I'm going to put on that uh, headlamp and go out and chase the horses yeah. back up to the corral here. <laughs> okay. What could go wrong with that? Teddy, yeah. Nothing. Absolutely nothing. What, what could nothing. possibly go wrong? Bring a GoPro. Will you Life please? at the compound. Okay. I'm going to see right. some orbs wow. tonight. I can guarantee you I'm going to see some orbs tonight. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's one reason she won't be back on. But listen, maybe hey, nev never say never. Mrs. Cobra, my newfound lover's tarot card. Let me just, that that's going to get some heavy some geese on play it. this week, boys that's, and girls. Got a that's couple gold geese. for you. Yeah. That's a, that's gold. A ticket to ride for you. <laughs> ticket sure. to ride. Amen. Right. One one. Yeah, Mrs. Cobra, guess what happened? <laughs> okay. All right, Every night kids, when I go really soon. She'll, yeah. wait. she'll go, oh, what's the show? Yeah. Tonight when she says it, oh, she's in for a surprise. No. Just tell her that you know the 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 librarian, the uh, wicked librarian, is the one who did it. We'll blame it on her. Okay. Okay. Let's wrap. Let's wrap, as they say in the oh, biz. Yeah. Okay. Because right. it wasn't Juan Juan's fortune, we can't really sharing. <laughs> Let me have some glow here. Right. I'm okay. getting I'm getting messages. Okay, here we go. Let's do the okay. plugs real quick. Okay. First of all, uh, just go to Sylvia McKelvey's uh, website. The name McKelvey. 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 Storm on the horizon. Uh, the New Age, UFOs, and the Cosmic Christ. Excellent kind of uh, title. Thank you. Not to be confused with Smoke on the Water. Right. Okay. Five famous chords. You're looking. Uh, Raven, that's uh, okay. Reminding everyone that Coco is the sensitive one, and his tarot card has a couple Canadian geese on it. Okay, that's one of the highlights Canada of the geese. show. It's Canada, Canada geese. Uh, Switchy, you just yes. yawned, or were you stifling a laugh? Tell us the truth. Um, I was uh, stifling a yawn. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much, uh, Raven, for joining us. Coco, one uh, one switch. Pleasure Lois, to be here. Lois Lane, Great, thank you for once again being the wheel man for this uh, operation. Really appreciate it. Happy to be she here. She loves it. Okay. All right. Um, so it's, thank it's you. It's a side hustle now. Uh, wait, real quick, Homes for Our Troops, just Google them. They're the people who um, um, we talked about them earlier in the show. They built houses for our veterans, our wounded veterans from uh, the Iraq and Afghan war. And when the houses uh, modeled to their 
you know, their needs because they're coming back without limbs or whatever. They just give them the keys. They give them the mortgage. These people deserve this. Homes for our troops. You know, uh, please Google them. Hopefully give them several dollars. Also, um, an incredible return on your donation. Yeah, and your yeah it's like 88 cents. They are one of the best. 88 cents for every dollar. That's very high in the um, charity biz. Also, our good friend Rush and his bad Englishmen friends are putting together, putting back together a uh, war plane from World War II, the Mosquito, built made of wood because England was running out of uh, steel at the time. They put the two Rolls-Royce engines on it. It was one of the fastest things in World War II. So fast, they didn't put guns on some of them because... They could outrun the bullets. They could outrun the bullets. See, easy. was wasn't even a match. It wasn't a match. You know, we don't need guns. We don't need any stinking guns. We can no. go fast. Uh, so anyway, uh, the People's Mosquito Project, uh, please. And then uh, we also want to say, um, Lois did a uh, PSA for us last week, but I'll do it this time. Okay. Can you remember the swag PSA there? Mm-hmm. Not word for word. Not really. Okay. We'll give it a shot. Let's see what happens. We have a punchline <laughs> at the end of the show. No? I really don't. Hey, fans. Uh, we think it's time for you to get some Mac Maloney in. Uh, what's the name of the show? Mac Maloney Exiles <laughs> swag. All right, we have pins, we have uh, 3D um, uh, decals, we stickers. have stickers, and we have bar coasters. Right? Yeah, bar coasters are going like crazy. And, and um, be part of the Distant Thunder squadron passing out these yes. all over everywhere the United States, and pretty soon it's going to be global. We're going to be sending them over yeah. to these. I have to thank Coco because it was his idea, but all of a sudden now these bar coasters are like going crazy, and we had to just you know reorder. Uh, reorder. So thank you. And so I have just go. On good authority, Mac, that yes. they uh, aerodynamically fly very well in cool. cars in Oklahoma City. Perfect. Hey, listen. So the way you get all this swag, a bag of swag, um, you go to MacMaloney.com, push the contact button, and that gives you a uh, way to send us an email. Send us your mailing address. A lot of people are sending emails and saying, send me the swag. I don't know where they live, right? You don't think I'm going to yeah, send it magically. Right. So anyway, yes, stuff. we need your uh, mailing address. <laughs> and stuff is going quick. So, you know. Anyway, uh, so uh, that's our plugs tonight. I'm going to say goodbye to everyone one more time. Coco, thank you for joining us. Switchy, thank you for joining us. Okay, we're seeing Coco's in. My pleasure. JJ, thank you as always. Raven. Welcome, glad to be here. Thank Pleasure's you. Pleasure's all mine, my friend. I have a few books overdue. I'll, I'll, you know, I'll return them soon, okay? She's laughing. Take my take my word for it. And Lois Lane. Good night, everybody. I have some books overdue. Yeah. I'll bring them back soon, okay? Good night, okay. Lois. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, everyone, who listened to us. Until uh, you hear us next time, this is Mac and the entire gang saying be safe, be happy, and bye-bye. <laughs>